Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 700 and 84, I think, 784 of Smart Wrestling Fan, the longest running weekly pro wrestling podcast ever in history. That's not hyperbole, or some dummies would say hyperbole. Like the, the best video game football game. It is so good. I love that one. Tecmo Hyper Bowl. Um, what's my point here? Oh, that we are in our... Hi, everybody. I'm Joan Egron, along with Mr. Mutant Larry. Uh, oh, why do you sound week. so sad? Yeah, I am. I am very sad this week. Yeah. Let's get through AEW and let's get through SmackDown and get to this pay-per-view. Uh. I got something to say. Oh, so much to say. Out. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. Um, so we are on the 16th year of this podcast. Did you know that we've been listening to this? Oh, I forgot to show you that clip I wanted to show you before the show. Well, no. you'll learn about it organically like everyone else. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is we're the only wrestling podcast right now currently in the year 2020 that's in their 16th year of, of weekly shows that haven't any time off. How about that? Okay, but it's not like there's any in their 17th or 18th or 19th. No, I'm saying we're the longest, but but I'm saying like if there's another one that's hitting 16 soon or now, they didn't they weren't on every single week. That's all. Well, no. I've done the research. So, if someone can prove me wrong, then that will upset our whole ecosystem. Prove but me they can't, wrong. they can't though. I've done the research. Hi, everybody. We're going to talk about wrestling this week, and boy, oh boy, are my brains sick of wrestling this week. But I did get some good stuff because New Japan came back, and I and I watched two shows. I was up all night. They had two shows because I was up all night, two nights in a row, and I am very tired, and my voice is shot. I'm just, excuse me, I'm just, um, you know, I've watched more wrestling this week, I think, I ha- than I have in, in many months. Remember how sometimes they would have, like, the G1, and we watch, like, 50 yeah, New Japans that. in a week, and then all the WWE and all the extra stuff? Yeah, that this is one, this feels like one of those weeks now. Uh, I watched the exact amount you need to watch to make you hate wrestling. I know. I wish it would go away. I know you did. I'm the so exact sorry. amount. Exact. But we finally got the greatest match of all time. Um, oh, thank God. Backlash. Now, I can, now we can quit wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, that happened. Genre. Was it the greatest match? No, of course it wasn't. Stop. But, but, did, but did, I heard. But here's the thing. Some people did, say. Did WWE. Some people say, Joe. Here's the question. Some people say. Did WWE manipulate your brain enough to think it was the greatest thing ever? Or was it just all tricks and lies? We'll find out. What part of some people say, do you not understand, Joe? I don't know. Matt Stryker told me that a long time ago. And I said, those are weasel words. And he said, I'm a weasel. <laughs> he said, weasel words are the future. And he was right. He was. <sighs> he predicted the future and it was a sad, bleak affair. And that's it. So um, we want to talk this week, besides the pay-per-view. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to talk about New Japan a little bit. I'm going to talk about... Um, all the wrestling of the week. There were how many shows did I watch? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven wrestling shows. Each one was about 
two, three to five hours. <laughs> that's a lot. But that's okay. That's what we do here. Um, and uh, most of it was horrible. Some of it was really good. Some of it you was could the probably worst guess. ever. Yeah, you could probably guess. But this is the greatest show, they said. They picked a song that said the whole show was the greatest thing. So they're purposely the trying to manipulate the us. Match? They should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Nick's pay-per-view, they're just going to call it the greatest pay-per-view ever? Yeah. And people are like, no, that's just the song. They didn't mean they didn't. That's just the song they happened to pick. No. The whole thing was a, was a crash course in manipulation. And uh, it... Part of it was a rib and part of it, someone really sat down and made a list of like a checklist of what they thought would be in the greatest match of all time. We'll get to that and we'll get to the details of that later. And the problem is when you glue those together like a giant Frankenstein monster, you, you might be the monster then. Actually, you were the Frankenstein. The whole time. So we'll get so I don't know. Not many people read Frankenstein the book, but that's actually the last page. Yeah. Maybe it's Mary Shelley's like you were the monster the whole time. Yeah. The end. Frankenstein. Yes. Okay. So Frankenstein. Uh, Thank you for listening to this show. We're done. Um, We appreciate it. We have a website. We want you to visit smartwrestlingfan.com. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan. Sign up for extra. Sign up to be a patron right now. You know why? Larry, do you know why? 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 Because we, well, last week it was because we made a special episode called Smart Bandersnatch Fan and went through all the choose your own adventure choices. And that was, that was tough enough, right? I know. Thank God we took time off. Yeah. But instead of, that was such an undertaking. But instead of taking time off, the same week we watched 50 more hours of wrestling, we decided to do. A new episode of Smart Movie Fan based on the 1973 cult classic. Can anyone guess? Anyone? 1973. Uh, Sorlent Green. No. Was it the movie 1964? With it was not. That's a good, good guess. No. Um, was it? No. The answer is The Wicker Man. And we can't really say anything else without spoiling it. It's such I, a... It's. Oh my well, it's, I get the feeling that more people knew about this movie than I did. I, I get the feeling I was out of the loop. <clears throat> I knew um, the name, yeah. and I knew what genre it was. Yeah. And that was all I knew. Did you know that not only, okay, not only, Larry, did I watch 20,000 hours of wrestling plus, and I'm sick of saying that because it sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm only complaining oh, about I'll the complain WWE parts. Um, but uh, did you know then I watched two full documentaries on The Wicker Man after watching The Wicker Man five Shh. times? With different cuts. that's That's been my past week. You're all wickered out. And I listen to the soundtrack on Apple Music. Like I, I, and I wake up in the morning and all I hear is the songs from the movie. And then I feel so sad for you. Oh, we don't want to spoil anything. Everybody listen to it. Maybe don't we'll talk s- about it more next they're week. Making it, you're making it sound like we didn't like it. No, no. I just don't want to spoil any of the fun. Okay, okay. You're right. We won't. Dana Brooke was fun. Oh, my Dana God. Brooke. Wicker Man was fun. Did you call Wicker Man Dana Brooke? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh my god, that was weird. I don't know why that. I don't know why it crossed my mind. Oh, maybe it was that one scene. But that's weird, though, that you would say that. Does she? She did kind of look like Dana Brooke. Not really. 
out of that. Larry, I think you're, there's the, you're having a uh, an episode, a fit of some kind. <laughs> <clears throat> I think you might be. But yeah, so another smart movie fan is in the books, and um, we're actually working on another one as we speak. So this is, yes, people, this is a time. This is the time again during the COVIDs mm-hmm. to get smart wrestling fan extra or become a patron at the five dollar uh, level because you can get all this back content plus this new content, and we are. That's a review you need to hear. Bandersnatch was a review you need to hear. Plus, you, you should you need to hear them all. We've I know you do, a, and that's the thing. Bad has happened here. I know. They're all good. I, and I, I'm being, I'm being. Larry's call it honest. He really is. Call it honest. I'm being honest. They're yeah. all good. But are the thing not? about, yeah, yeah, but you're saying, you're, would you know, not go back and re review any one. of these movies again? You know how I said I watched. Yes, you know how I said I watched the Wicker Man documentaries twice. Yes, and then that, and I've seen the movie five times. Mm-hmm. It made me want to watch the movie again. So yes, I, <laughs> I might have a problem. So. But anyway, so that's it. I want people to get that and get it in on the action. Because guess what? If they do that, like let's say they go on patreon.com slash smart wrestling fan and they sign up and they get the thing and the what's it called? The the they get the uh the 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 back content and the new content. They get the access. That's what it's called. Become a patron, get the access. Um the access. when they get the access, then that goes toward the number on the page, like the pledge number, the lemon pledge, and then and then what happens is that number goes up, and we get closer and closer to doing um, a new episode of Retro. Oh, so basically, it's like you know perks and tiers and stuff, and they all like combine to form Voltron, and then you get more stuff. So I'm hoping everybody signs up, and then we can do more stuff because I'd love to do even more shows. Larry thinks that I'm I'm crazy for doing more shows. Yeah, but, yeah, you haven't you haven't just done enough this week. No. Um, no, I mean, and you think I'm crazy for saying that you should watch more stuff. Oh, you're just being silly right there. Yeah, I know. Okay. So that's it. I just want to tell people that that's exciting. Also, if you want a free audio book, audibletrial.com slash smart wrestling fan. And if you want a free video game podcast, it's probably the best video game podcast I've ever heard of ever. Um, it's on Apple podcasts and just Google it. Uh, Conga Bluey's hyperspace pizza arcade. It's going to blow your mind. Sounds like a good time. Conga Bluey's Hyperspace Pizza Arcade will have a real good time. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. No, it should be. It just sounds, it sounds like a good time. Yeah. Sounds like it. So you've listened to yeah. more than one episode now, right? I have. Yes, I have. What Are you enjoying it? I am, although I have to admit I'm having trouble following some of the stuff. Oh. Like what is a boot and what is a bumper Shooting bumper stick. Is that an umbrella? I see what you're trying to do there. I see your gimmick. There is a there is a language barrier you have to overcome. I don't think you, I don't think there is, but you think I, there is. Yes. I might have what mental is a problems. Bum? Okay. Larry just called Larry just called the wicker man Dana Brooke, so he is <laughs> not one to talk at this point. <laughs> not really sure what how those connect in any way. I don't know. My I just sometimes sometimes things just don't Get put together the right way. Wow. You just described the match at the Backlash. No, I described the whole pay-per-view. Okay. So, okay. Let's talk about wrestling. We're going to start with some news right now. So, the Pro Wrestling News today, brought to you by Conga Blue's Hyperspace Pizza Arcade. It's going to blow your mind. That's it. Do they have chicken Alfredo pizza? No. It's not bad at all. 
Mm-mm. There's no weird Alfredo there. Sorry. <laughs> it's like a it's so like a New York pizza place. It's really good. Yeah, don't ask for weird Alfredo. Weird Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask for that. He's not he's not there. He's not in stock. Um start with the ratings. Last week's Monday Night Raw scored another 1.7 million viewers. I think it was the fourth lowest record show ever. So they they didn't quite break this the record like they've been, but it's still not good. Okay, so. they could still be proud of not being proud of what they do. Yeah, they could be. Uh, SmackDown Live went back up to 2 million viewers. That well, You know, that's where they usually hover. Um, AW and NXT almost tied. Uh, AW, AW went down to 677,000 viewers. NXT, 673,000. So, you know. You know, NXT, uh, the developmental group, when you want to make fun of AEW and say that they, oh boy, congratulations, you beat our developmental a real brand when you want to sell it for billions of dollars to USA. So there you go. It's a floor polish and a dessert topic. Also a real brand in November when it's around survivor series, a developmental league. Anytime you want to get a paycheck from them when you work there, (laughs) when you're like, why is this so little money? And they're like, well, you're on a developmental show. You're not developed yet. Developmentally challenged NXT. That's what it should be called. And I feel bad because it shouldn't be called that, but that's, you know, Triple H's fault. Um, Dana Brooke was too developed to go there. That's why she started out. Wow. I don't even have words for that. Um, News bits. Oh, this is bad news. Edge, as you learned on Raw, or I was in a horrible match. It was in a horrible match that that people were like, it was. Not the greatest match of all time, but maybe close because Vince McMahon told me so. Yes, it was so good. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm making fun of people that liked it. You can like whatever you want. That's fine. I'm just I'll saying. I'll do that later. Yes. I'm just saying we'll, we'll analyze it and you can, not that I'm trying to change your mind, but you could just think, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Um, yeah. Edge did tear his tricep in that match and he's probably going to be out for like almost a year. So that's nice. Wow. Wow. That'll be great working that into storyline. Yep. If only Remember when I said you couldn't go? Well, you can't. Yeah. The end. Wow. Wait till we get to Raw. Um, and then also, oh, Chris Statlander, the alien from AW. She, <laughs> Did she go back to her home planet? She didn't go back to her home planet, Larry, but she's going to have to for a little bit because ACL tear out for months. No. Oh, well. I'd mm. lie. She was, did she do that in the match? Because I didn't see any. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but I do know. Wait, or do I? No, she did it when she jumped on Kip Sabian. Yeah, yeah. It was during the match. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then, so so she has the ACL tear, but Baker's out with an, like, they, oh boy. So if she's out till, let's say, November. Yeah. November. Right. Uh, Does she come back and she still has, like, if she's like five and one now, she comes back still five and one. So she's right back into the top um, of the ratings. Not necessarily. Cause by then someone might be 10 and one or whatever. And then wow. wouldn't they be ahead of her? Yeah. But like I'm saying, you just tap out at a really good time. Come back later. Oh, so you're saying people are getting injured on purpose for the ranking systems that never get title shots and the insurance money. Lloyds of London. Insurance companies have dick. Lords of London. Lords of Dominoes. What am I thinking of? 
<laughs> Mr. Perfect. Okay. Anyway, um, so no one can stop Mr. Domino. Let's um, let's do let's do some wrestling reviews here. Because we yeah we need to we need I have to, to be honest. I just want to get to this. Paper why do you here. keep saying that? I have to be honest thing that makes you a liar. Don't do that. Because I, I do all the time, but I'm not now. You lie all the time, but you're not now. You're saying yes. You can believe me when I say I always lie. Oh, also, you can believe me. What is with this today? My no, God, you can trust. Told. You can trust this one. <laughs> well, if I have to be honest about it. Oh my God, that's awful. So, what are we doing? We're AW? doing AW first, like we always okay. do, because that's how the show you works. Want to change things up? Hey, they open no. up with recaps, which is not a good sign because. They were kind of weird and recappy last week. But let's see. Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Dana Brooke. I mean, JR. Right now, Chris that Jer- one was on purpose. Chris Dana Brooke, you have Dana Brooke with, Tourette's. What is, the, what is the bat? Floyd? Yeah. Floyd Jericho is the bat. Floyd the yeah. bat. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be on commentary, which I really enjoyed. Match number one was Butcher and the Blade. Remember them versus FTR. And Butcher and Blade are wearing their in-ring gimmick instead of the white pants and tank tops but guess who's not there um, actually it's a lot Fred of Flintstone. so many people not there but one of the people not there is bunny remember bunny yeah i do well i don't think that's a thing anymore it's not okay because i never really understood the gimmick of butcher blade and bunny it is just the bees i don't I don't know. Yes, I think we discovered that that's what it was a long time ago. It was letter they B. wanted to be the next ki- killer bees. They did. Uh, FTR come up. I guess they're in a truck, and their gimmick is they drive from wherever they're from to wherever they are. I don't understand I see. It. Not really sure about their gimmick besides we're good old school wrestlers, but is that it? That's all it is. I'm drinking a delicious slushy drink, so you can hear the Sounds delicious and slushy. And they talk about driving, and Jericho brings up Yellow Jackets. Remember when Jericho was on the commercial yes, for Yellow Yes, and that's Jacket? the thing. Why didn't they say that? So here's what they know. say. Here's the conversation. He goes, yeah, he took some of them, the Yellow Jackets. And they're, they're, and then he goes, for the kids out there who don't know what that is, let me explain drugs to you. He's like, what? you get them at a truck stop. They're like, they're like speed, and they keep you awake. And then uh, Tony says, you mean like a Monster Energy? And Jericho likes this. This is way better than that. But the point is, no one said like YJ Stinger, the energy yes. drink that you were on. And uh, yeah, blown opportunity there because Tony doesn't know that history. In fact, no one at that table knew that history. It's too bad that most people watching wrestling like wrestling more than most people involved in making wrestling. I I agree, and not just most people, but I think you mean us. But yes, still that would have yeah. been a funny joke, Jack. Also. also the Dana funny Brooke. thing, hey yeah. kids, hey kids, here, let me tell you about these pills that had to be taken off the market because they were I know, kids. I know, they, yeah, I know, it's, it was real bad. Although I took an awful lot of those at work. Uh, they were legal. Uh, it's, this is a really good long match, which shows, oh look, they're old time wrestlers and can wrestle. Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard are in the crowd, you get a brain buster, so they're like, hey, let's let's do things and talk about old wrestlers when we but do then the they, But then they, it's weird because then the Jericho's like, look, the brain busters. Yeah, that was WWE. That wasn't WCW. That was WWF's name for them. But okay, yeah. whatever. That's okay. I guess that's, I, I know it's okay. It's just always weird how much we talk about the WWF days, like especially JR. Like all that's canon. And I understand. I, it's not like I, I want to ignore it. I think it's it. fair. Yeah, I know. And it's not like that was their history. 
So I understand you can say that stuff. It's just that they say that stuff a lot. Like they're like just, going, none of that stuff happened here, kids. That's it. I just don't think by talking about WWE, anything yeah. in the past, it no way gives them a rub because their product is not good now. Oh, correct. So if you, you could say, right, you, you could, know, sure. Jake the Snake, what a great heel in, in WWE. Right. No one wants Back to go watch Raw. Yeah. Because of that. No one's going to flip I know. over remember, and be like, oh, I expect it to be that good well, now. I, agree. I know that. You're right. I'm not saying uh, that that's the reason not to say it. In fact, I'm not saying to not say it. I'm saying it's just weird every time they do. You're not saying to do. not say it, not to say it? I'm just saying it's weird every time they do. That's all. Okay. Pile driver FTR win it. Tony Schiavone goes in the ring to talk to FTR. Young Bucks come out. Young Bucks say, hey, we didn't introduce ourselves. We're the people who carry tag team wrestling. Ooh. And then the Butcher and Baker attack from behind. And then Joey, what's his name? Joey Janela? Why do I have Joey Hill? I can't even spell it. And his friend come out. Or do you mean Kip no, Sabian? Kip Sabian. Why is it saying Joey Jahela? I don't know. Do you mean Kip, Kip Sabian, Sabian and and uh, Jimmy Havoc? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's who I mean. Okay. So Dana Brooke comes out. And yes, I thought. <laughs> but then Kenny and Hangman Page like beam down from the Enterprise. I don't, so every tag, look, we have tag teams. But they do have good tag teams. So I yeah. guess that's something. Uh, we come back and Dosh is with another tag team that you would forget. The Natural Nightmakers or Natural Nightmares. Or the <laughs> Nightmakers. Natural New Yorkers. What is the... No one can, I don't know, but... There's so many gimmicks. No one okay, but who's there it's with Dust, them? It's Dustin Rhodes with mm-hmm. QT Marshall. Really? Even his name is a gimmick. QT Marshall. But his gimmick isn't... He's like nice and cute. And, I still want to know when he, be, when, when he stopped calling himself Marshall. There's because I think they reference that once ever. So many gimmicks. I know. But with them is Brandy and Bunny is there, but they don't say her name. Right. And they talk about, hey, we're going to get a title shot for some reason next week. So and Dustin's like, hey, you QT liking the pretty girls. You better straighten up. This is serious. And stop looking at the girls. And QT says, this isn't just any girl. She's my girl. And she's never dressed as a rabbit before. Okay, so and Dustin says, well, you get serious. So is what? she going to put the mask on and then the bunny mask on and then they're going to go huh? like that? And then she takes it off and they're like, did you see the bunny girl was here? That's exactly it. Because is Cause the QT bunny Marshall is dumb enough to pull that. Yeah, off. I think the bunny okay. is married to the blade, but Allie is. Yes. Is now with QT Marshall. Hmm. Wow. This is suspicious <laughs> to me. So, oh. No, this is dumb. I, I don't understand this. Also, Dustin's I, all about, you have to be serious. Why, If you wanted someone serious, why did you pick the guy with 20 different gimmicks? Right. I know. Why does it seem like Brandy and Allie, all they want to do is do cosplay and like make videos or something? Like they I don't, don't want to actually like take this seriously. No, Brandy does now, but... Maybe remember, they should do cosplay. Remember, a- yeah, oh my God, stop! Remember, That's Allie. Nice. Remember, at first, Allie was like Impact Allie. Allie, you're Impact. asking to remember a lot. And then she was, and then yeah. she was just Allie. And they cut her hair, and she, they were going to do voodoo on her. And then she was a bunny, and now she's just this non-bunny that's like not trustworthy. I don't understand why we need so many gimmick changes. Well, I've been paying attention. They have not said her name yet. Dustin says yeah. she's not going to be at ringside. Of course. Next week. Yeah. Now, 
if they don't know the history of her being the bunny, why do they hate her so much? It's, why would they? I don't know, but I think the commentator said her name. Yes, we come back and Jericho, who is not technically the commentator, so he's playing by his own rules, which are none. Yeah. Uh, he's, he calls her Allie. But none of the commentators Correct. do, I don't think. Correct. But the point is, so it I don't was know what said, the rule but is. not. Jericho will do right. whatever he wants. Not in the so segment. I don't know if Jericho's said. doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We care way more about this than we should. And then Tony does say something like, who she thinks she is? I don't know. Yeah, and, what? And what what did she do that is so horrible? I don't know. Anyway, Penelope Ford and Nia Rose versus Chris Stratlander. Stratlander. Yes. And Hikiru Shida. So, yeah, this is the match. Uh-huh. Kip Sabian's at ringside. Match, match, match. Britt Baker's with, what did Jericho call her? Reba at ringside? Yeah, Reba. And they're like, it's Rebel. And she says, no, no. <laughs> Britt Baker says it's Reba, so it's Reba. <laughs> okay. I. Whatever, these women are becoming better or yes. growing on mirrors or something. I did not yes, mind this match at all. All getting better. Fine. Yep. And uh, I actually think Penelope was really good here. And I'm, and it's a good thing I think that because Sabian distracts and Penelope uses the belt and she gets a pin on the women's champion. So maybe yeah. that's where we're going. But why did – I didn't understand the finish because Nyla helped Penelope get the win knowing that that would like – I don't know. It doesn't seem like like yeah, it was they're on a team. It's not like Yes, they're on a team and the numbers and it seems like the rankings don't matter. But you know what seems to matter? When you pin a champion. So Yeah. There's too why many would things. Nyla that help that? So I don't Think really of, know. There, in AEW there's too many things that matter. Your ranking, if you pin somebody, uh if you want a title shot. If you want a battle royal, if you're somebody rela- gives you a shot. If you're in the elite, if you're related to Cody Rhodes, if you're married to Cody Rhodes, if, yeah. if you're married to Brandy. This is weird. We <laughs> yes. They're like, hey, Darby Allen likes to make videos. Watch this video. And Darby Allen is playing Tony Hawk, but like with a creative wrestler in black and white. I don't It's really weird. Tony Hawk is there. Number one, he's still alive, but. Yeah, Tony Hawk know. just randomly is, shows up on AEW. He does. He just a walk in and and then Darby Allen is gleaming the cube and stuff. Except he's so, not. He's killing I himself. I don't know skateboarding stuff. Why is he Okay. Why would that move? He's practicing <clears throat> skateboarding from just being on top of a ladder to the ground. How is that practice? I don't know anything about skateboarding. I have no idea how points work. I don't know where you want to put the ball. Nothing about skateboarding. All I know is if you're not medically cleared to wrestle, this is going to make things much worse. But at what point in skateboarding do you jump off a ladder top on a skateboard and land on the skateboard? He's practicing for when you'd come off of anything else like that. And why don't you just wear roller skates? They stay on your feet. Because that's that's not the sport. It's not the game. Did you ever play I've, Tony Hawk? You did. No, and I, it's, I, no I did not. I never played a Tony well, you Hawk. You should game. because it's awesome. Why? I, it was one of the most fun games ever. I don't know. It was just amazing. I can't wait. They're remaking it now. Tony the the remastering one and two. I want to play it again. Mm. I love Tony Hawk. It's so good. Well, I will pay attention when it's covered on uh... Conga Blues Hyperspace Pizza Arcade. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say GT, G4, but that doesn't exist anymore. No, what? You jerk. And also, <laughs> what if, I thought uh, you were going to say. What happened to Morgan Webb? I, it's just on the web. 
She really liked me. I can oh tell. Oh my god! Uh, then we get a package about Britt Baker. <laughs> Again, I love when I'm wrong about people. She's become so good. <clears throat> it's she's talking good. about how everybody has unexpected tragedies. She had it because she had like a microbiology exam one time. She forgot about. <laughs> she's gotten much better. So good. Agreed. Uh, inner circle. That's uh, Swagger Sonata. No. Santana. Swagger, Santana. Santana and. It says Sonata and Porter. Ortiz, Santana, (laughs) Hager. None of those names, not one of those were right. Trent and Chucky and Orange Cassidy. So Orange Cassidy gets attacked on the ramp before the bell. And in the crowd is Bunny and QT Marshall or Allie. I don't, they don't know. They haven't told me. I don't know. JRC says QT's new gimmick is a midlife crisis. Wow. QT Marshall is 34. Bunny is 32. (laughs) Yeah, Bunny's husband's forty. How is this a midlife crisis? I don't know. Thirty-four with a well, no, I think her husband's like like thirty, looking like he's fifty. Whatever. Oh, wait a minute. She only likes guys that are young that look old. That's her the gimmick here. Wow, she's me in reverse. Uh, Jerry, that doesn't even make sense. No, Uh, Jerry Brooke. Yeah. Jericho makes a joke about wrestlers losing their last names in poker. Mm. Match, match, match. Uh, uh, case. Oh, Kate, Orange Cassidy comes in. He goes on House of Fire, as they say. And it's actually pretty cool because I think they want to push Orange Cassidy more. So they do have to show that he has offense. Yeah. So it's funny when he does the fast sloth thing and he's dodging and weaving yeah. and bucking and all that stuff. Casey rolls up Sonata. See, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, and the faces win. Then Jericho comes he, in with I faces. think he rolled up Santana, but okay. Sonata, no. Sonata jumped in, tagged in. Mm. Uh, I wonder if that's from my old notes that it keeps thinking I'm talking about Sonata. Uh, faces win, but Jericho comes in with a bat. <clears throat> they they beat up the faces. Then Jericho gets a bag of oranges. <sighs> okay, but Tony hold says, up. Yeah, go ahead. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. Tony says, it's a 20-pound bag of blood oranges that can crush a man's skull. Okay. First of all, <laughs> Tony knows their quote blood oranges by a sight of the bag. Okay, first of all, what? Second of all, he did work at Starbucks, so maybe they have orange juice. I would say that's the only way he knows this. So if he knows it because of that, congratulations! <laughs> wow. Yep. And I if just, you're wondering, if you're wondering how many oranges it takes to crush a man's skull, twenty pounds. You're supposed to say just one. But yeah, this. Oh my god, Tony's like Tony's like Tony was doing the Mean Gene thing in Survivor Series. He's like, "What is with the gobbledy? The gobbledygook? Hot! Don't tell me the gobbledygooker. I knew your name. Give me a break." These are blood oranges. Get it? Because he's bleeding and his name is Orange. Ha 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 ha! What is this? You're Hector. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Orange Cassidy's bleeding. Uh, They take the orange bag to the head. Because the inner circle is like going over his heels big time. And Detective JR says, this has to be a plan because you don't leave bags of oranges just laying around. Oh, my God. That's true. And then Dr. JR says that any blood is bad, but ear blood is very bad. What? Ear blood. It's the worst. Okay. Jericho says Orange Cassidy has been juiced. I don't know what that means. And then <clears throat> didn't uh, he just blade? An and they're making a juice joke. I guess that's dumb. 
back and Tony Schiavone's at ringside talking to Billy Gunn because you demanded it. I don't know why Ooh, that would be no the one wants you want that. to talk No to. one wants this. MJF comes in, mm. he interrupts, and he says, I want title shots. But then Billy Gunn insults him, and MJF says, aren't, why aren't you busy trying to get one of your talentless, talent, talentless sons a job Whoa, here? he said worthless, uh, worthless sons, I think. Yeah, so it was good. And then Wardlow comes in to protect him. So Deadbeat yeah, sons, something like that. Uh, yeah. JR recaps Colt and the Dark Order and the rumors surrounding it. I don't know what the rumors There's are. There's no rumor. What? We saw everything on screen, and nothing I know of is, is a rumor. Where are we? <sighs> Sammy Guevara versus Colt Cabana. Sammy comes in with his little broken leg cart, even though he doesn't need it. I don't know. And we get a flurry of middle fingers to start things off. Okay. Colt shines, but, oh, he just can't seem to get a win here. And then Colt slips, and Sammy pins him. So, uh-oh. Colt he, loses again. Yeah, but why are we doing this? Isn't this the same exact storyline we did with with Christopher Daniels, where he slipped, the, the whole—why does the Dark Order have this magic that makes you slip? It just maybe they go out and grease stuff. Maybe okay. that's the gimmick. Because you know how you know how uh, charlatans rig something beforehand, and then they're like, "Oh, magic!" That's what they're doing. Yes. They're going greasing poles and stuff. Okay. Which, if you haven't been going greasing poles, good time. Yikes! Evil Uno and Grace, and oh my God, Evil Uno and Grace come out. There you are. And then Brody and the rest of the cult comes out, and then they help Colt up and leave. And Colt, Colt, wow, it's going to be hard to say. Colt yeah, because it's going to be boom, coat. boom, Colt Cabana, boom, boom, <laughs> Colt Cabana. If he wears that mask, isn't that gonna like? Wouldn't that be his name? Like, how do you? Although, ma- if he turns evil, wouldn't that have to be his name? It seems, or that's what his first feud is going to get be against a face who calls him that. Okay. I did wonder last week when they gave Colt a water, why they didn't pour Kool-Aid in it, give him a Kool-Aid packet, but maybe that's too on the nose. I see. Uh, Sammy's in the ring. He says, I'm the best. I'm really good. And Matt Hardy comes out, and it's early Matt with the red hair, and he's, you know, spot monkey Matt. And Matt says, I have no issues, but I respect you, Sammy, but you need to leave that evil Jericho behind. Yeah. And then then we, then we uh, Sammy yells at him, and we get the, you know, Mattitude... Yes. Matt facts, Matt. Yes. Mm-hmm. He changes into him, and he has all his Matt facts, and then he yells at him, and he switches to broken Matt Hardy, and delete, delete, Sammy runs away. Very fun. Good time. Had by all. Joey Janela is in a bar. I'm like, oh, there's where he is. I wasn't wondering at all. <sighs> and I guess we can be in his head now, and he's all like, oh, I'm really sad because I'm not winning stuff, but yes. I like to drink. Wow. Me too, Joey Janela. Wow. And then he goes and wanders the streets. Me too, Joey Janela. And then Sonny Kiss picks him up. Well, that hasn't happened to me yet. But Sonny Kiss is like, what you doing? He's like, I'm sad. And, and he's like, let's go for a drive. And it's to be continued. Hmm. So we'll see. Hey, new tag team. Why not? Because sure. I wasn't interested in Joey Janela now. Maybe I will be. Yes. Uh, Dasha? Dasha. Dasha. Find Colt backstage. Mm-hmm. And up. Oh, he doesn't want to talk, and he goes into Brody Lee's dra- locker room, so we'll see. Uh-oh. What is... Okay, how do you pronounce his name? Alex Mar- Marvez. Marvez. Marvel. Marvez. Marvel. Marvel. Marvez. Uh, he's... Well, I don't care, because he's only allowed in the parking lot. What's the matter? He's in the parking <laughs> lot again, and Moxley comes in. He's got some Stone Cold t-shirt on. What is that? It looks just like Stone Cold t-shirt. Yes. Uh, Moxley wants to pop Cage's head like a pimple. 
Then Taz comes in to yell at him and cage out of nowhere and they fight, fight, fight. Oh, they break a window. I bet that's Braun Strowman's car. Ah. And if it is, well, nothing will ever happen. No. Just like in WWE. Yes. Taz uh, stops Cage from pile driving Moxley on the concrete, but he does toss Moxley at the rear window of a car. So the, here's Taz. I saw this thing with Paul Heyman where he says to stop it, and then Brock disobeys him, but only a little. We're going to do that. Leave him alone. It's, Taz is doing good stuff. Oh, here. you said leave him alone instead of laughing at that. I'm, well, I, I like I'm, it, Taz, in this role. I, I don't do want too. too much Taz. I don't I do. want any more commentary. But in this little bit, yeah. I do I too, like but wow, you didn't even appreciate that. Never mind. Fine. Uh, what was I going to say about that, though? Oh, why has the last month of wrestling centered around parking lots so much? Because we're in a COVID. They're trying to switch it up. Well, that's really lack of effort. Let's see. We got to switch it up. Let's open the door and walk outside. Well, but if there's no a crowds, why not? A if little there, effort. If, if, if there's cr- literally the the closest place they could go, it's like when you were playing the old WCW game. <laughs> yes. The first room to the right was the locker room, and that's all the you know. Keep going. There's a laundry room, and there's a workout room, and no one needs God, to go those, in those rooms. Those were good games. Uh, oh, we get a package about Cody. Cody Rhodes. And he's going to give Mark Quinn a match tonight. Not really sure why, and the package doesn't really explain it. Did okay last week we had a segment with Matt Hardy and the the private mm-hmm. party. They never mentioned anything about the TNT title, did they? No. Then and why it would have been a great such... time for Matt Matt to say something like he talked to Cody and got one of them a shot or something. Anything. This is just... and they could have done like. Rock, paper, scissors, which one gets the shot? This isn't how you... Oh. Listen, I understand that they like to do things differently in AEW, and they like to book the card, kind of like New Japan does, and they're like, okay, this is what's going to be on the show, but you sh- you can book it, you can book the whole card and put Cody versus question mark, open challenge or whatever, and then when we're, then we're surprised when Mark Quinn comes out like that, but they don't do it. And, hmm, whatever. I can't tell them what to do. They're, they're doing fine. Just this is filler. This is Cody's wrestling people. <laughs> but you wait a minute. This is filler. This is the main event again. This is filler as far as Cody is wrestling lots of people and doing what he promised. Look another Cody match. Yeah, it didn't have to be the main event, but really what was go- what was going to be the main event? Well, that's okay. If you're going to center the, the 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 focus on this title then and make it the main event, then this should be more important. Like who I would gets, prefer who to have gets a the show shots. that's consistently even than having just bad stuff and a good main event. So, okay. I wish I wish AEW had better competition as far as being the best show wrestling show on TV. It just doesn't. I know. TNT Championship. Well, okay, match. it does now. New Japan's back, Larry. Oh, okay, that's not on TV. But TNT Championship match: Cody Rhodes versus Mark Quinn. <sighs> How does he spell Mark, his name? M-A-R-Q. That's what I thought. And then his last name also starts with a Q. And you know, I'm also, I'm angry enough at people that spell it with a C. But wow. Oh, so this is extra angry for me. Yeah, this, this you're like, you know when I'm angry about that, you just did it on purpose. I see. Oh, but Cody has a cool t-shirt that I won if it didn't cost money. But <laughs> it is a cool t-shirt though, isn't it? I do like that shirt. I don't remember which one it was at all. It's got his horrible tattoo, but it's in a rainbow. And it's oh, I think all family. the money for that goes toward um, 
charity, I think. So you should buy it. Yes. Ooh, okay. Here's the, here's the deal. I have a bunch of like homophobes at work. If someone yes, buys wear that. me that T-shirt, yes. I will make it one of my work T-shirts Good. to wear it to work one day a week. F those owls at work. F those owls at work. I agree. Match, match. JR calls. Oh, oh tell him about Petticoat Junction. Not only that, okay, it wasn't like that. It was like he couldn't think of the name of the character, and then Tony's like, Petticoat Junction. And they're like, yes, we're both old. And what? And poor Excalibur. I like, maybe I don't we, like Excalibur as much as I, I think I do. It's just that in comparison to these two fuddy-duddies, yes. he really shines. I know. But we talk about Gilligan's Island, but, you know, we didn't see that when it was on the air. We watched that in reruns in the 80s. That's a and very we're big difference. Because most of our people are goofballs that like Gilligan's Yeah, but I'm saying, like, Petticoat we Junction, TV, that's I don't just. Think, I think we would, we would dial it back if we were on national TV. Well. I've that, talked about the you're Kardashians. Right. That was, that's true. How about that Kate Kardashians? Yikes. Uh, Cody takes like a 450 splash on the ramp. And it's it's a it's a great match. Fine. It's it's really good. Shooting star press, but Cody moves. And then Cody puts an ankle lock figure four thing. Do I not know this move? Uh trailer hitch, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, but I liked it. And no. uh yeah, Quinn taps out. And then respect, respect, respect. Jack Hager comes out and he, oh no, he's gonna beat up Arn and Cody saves Arn, but then gets slammed by by Hager. And then Private Party and Matt Hardy come out with chairs to save Cody, and the rest of the inner circle come out, and it's a big mess and everything. And they separate everybody, and Co- Cody says, Hager, if you want a match, you can have a match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Nice normal wrestling. But it was but it was match. dumb. It was that oh, was the gobbledygook. That was the gobbledygooker also. Why you didn't think because- Hager wanted a match? Because he wanted a match. Cody goes, I, you don't even have to talk. I already can read your mind. You're asking me for a match at Fighter Fest. What if you wanted okay. it next week? That's all. That just, you can't. There yeah. was a few times in wrestling this week where they did that. Twice on AEW. And then they do that. Drew McIntyre does that on Raw, too. Mm. Gobbledygooker moments. There's too many of them this week. I am going to be very forgiving of... NXT and AEW. You're just being very argumentative with me today. You really... I am not. It's all about Dana Brooke. Isn't it always? I'm not sure why. Uh, I'll read an yeah, AEW. It was a show. It was, yeah. It was a good show that is just <clears throat> winning by default because everything yeah. else is terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a AEW email AEW. from Humna Mahama, or as Larry would say. Humna Excuse me, greetings, smart wrestling friends. I, it was refreshing to hear Justin Roberts back on AEW. You know what? I agree. Okay. I think I think Justin Roberts is more big time. Yeah, I like him. Like, I like Dasha, but Dasha is, you can give a mic to anybody that's done, you know, backstage work and they'd be okay. Oh, he says Dasha was pretty bad. I don't think she was bad. Oh. Um, last week on NXT, you pointed out how childish Charlie looked when she was counting to number two on her fingers. <laughs> this week did happen on Dynamite. Dasha did the stupidest double take as Colt entered the backstage arena. I know. Who is coaching to these backstage personnels? Where Dasha learned all that at, at uh, Developmental of WWE. So blame them. Um, P.S. Thank you, Joe and Larry, for smart Bandersnatch fan. My friends are not focused enough for in-depth conversations about the show. <laughs> I really like Larry's view that by, by making no choices, you get the best possible ending. After all, Frankie says, relax, don't do it. Hey, I'm telling you, that is a life lesson. I know. That is I a agree. life lesson. I agree with you. 
Uh, you know who else used to say that, Joe? Uh, Hitler. Someone, some uh, uh, three people said, really smart people said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Wow. Don't be in a rush to guess who. Your mom? Wait, wait, now you're going to think it was the guess who it was rush. I, uh. I messed that up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, our show is just becoming Inception, the podcast. It is. It is. I just, uh, it's horrible. I bet there's there's listeners now that are trying to. What did he mean by right? Me? That's all it is, and it, it's nothing. It's not anything. <laughs> there's no secret meaning. There's just something Larry said by accident, and now we just are driving it into the ground. It's not a thing. They're gonna be like, I don't get the joke. It was like when you said John Cena killed six people or something. It was just something you said because you're drunk. People have to understand how drunk Larry really is. It's just because he can drink like a whole case of, of old Milwaukee, but he still, you know, can talk about wrestling too. I don't know. <laughs> John Cena did kill six. John Cena killed six people. Yeah, that's not anything. It's just something that was said. It's not even true. Obviously, it's know. not true. Well, I don't. We don't know, and that's the thing. Um, oh, this is an AEW email, but it spoils SmackDown, so we can't. No. Can't Can no no no. Smackdown. Yeah, we're just gonna have to wait. Yeah. Oh man, my belly hurts from laughing. Is that called the belly buster? <laughs> oh, that was when they were WWE. I don't want to talk about that. Do you have a general you can read? Uh, do I? Yes. What to say? Oh, my belly hurts. General, my favorite. It says. General, my favorite. Dear smart wrestling fan. After listening to several wrestling podcasts over many years, how long does it take you to listen to wrestling podcasts? Wow. You're the only podcast I can listen to anymore. <gasps> this might sound like an odd compliment to give, but you're the only podcast that doesn't do unprofessional things like eating on air and clicking away on the keyboard that sounds like it's from the 1970s. Hey. I do that sometimes. I just wanted to take the time to say that I appreciate the effort you put in your show. Your hard work and professionalism is appreciated. Wow, you really should have read this instead of me, Joe. Sincerely, I am bad at nicknames. No, you read it fine. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I I mean... Compliment, Joe. You are much more professional and hardworking than I. Well, thank you. But I'm saying, (laughs) believe me, we've eaten on the air plenty of times, but... um, Yes, we do try and keep it professional, and I do tell Secret Larry. Secret is Jello. They can't tell if you're eating Jello on the air. Uh, well, it's hooves. It's hooves. Oh my God! It is hooves, and also Jello is hooves. It's hooves. Oh, I'm going to run through like a uh, like a, a field at a farm. You're like Jello is hooves. You should. Um, but also, yes, I, I do let yell at Larry when he does the Kermit the Frog typing. <laughs> so that's fine. Thank you, though. Thank you. I appreciate that you like us the best because we are the best, right? There it is. There there we go. I like the tactical feel of a really crappy keyboard. It's not crappy. It's mechanical. Leave it alone. Okay. So now uh, let's do uh, – what are we doing now? What, what is the show? Uh, wait, wait. Let's do Smackdown that? so I can Podcast. be done. No. Smackdown? No. We're not – what, 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 what is your thing here? I just want to complain about the pay-per-view all night long. All night long. Oh, my God. Okay, do your NXT. All right, I'm getting my notes because for some reason I thought I had NXT open, but I don't. So this is the professional part. What? 
You have them on recipe cards again. Remember when we used to do our notes in the first shows on recipe cards? Yes. And they That's have how, that little metal clip in the in Isn't the that end, how the every podcast ring. started? No, because not everybody. A lot of people just started the podcast like last week. So, no, they and don't. And guess what? They're, they'll be done with it two weeks from now. They, <laughs> it's give, true. That, give them two months at least. Um, no. Okay, so. The average lifespan is six episodes, I bet. I know. No, you're, you're right about that. Um, NXT taped and stuff from place. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't remember if I like this NXT or not, but I do know that I was annoyed by certain things. And they show a recap of TakeOver. With Izzy and other internet celebrities and nobodies watching it in low-res webcam videos. I don't want this. Who is Izzy? The Bailey fan. Oh, okay. I, I thought you meant like a like a YouTuber. Okay. Well, I guess she is now, right? Isn't that I don't, everybody? Know. She, I don't know what happened to her. I assume she's in jail. Oh, okay. You're thinking of Sonny, not Izzy. <laughs> Sonny. No. I think uh, uh, Sun is he. Oh, why have we not covered? Hey, we should do a news update. Sunny, garbage. Okay, Sunny's Sunny's proven herself to be pretty racist. She's pretty uh. bad. Okay, so Maros. Okay, pl- I can't find anything online to tell me what this means. It's it's I'd try is it, Urban Dictionary. Is it an, is it Urban Dictionary? Is it a yeah. is it a, is it a new is it song? About a trombone. I is it know. something about TikTok? Is it something about um, what else is there for, that Mara would care about? Is it something about Tiger King? Is it some other popular thing that's brand new that just it's came out be last Korean night? Korean pop music? Or is it, yeah. What is that called? K pop? Yeah. Is it K pop? Because did you say J pop? I don't know what it is. You know, there's I a really difference did. between Korea no, and Japan, right? Okay. So Yeah, really. How big a difference? Is it how many miles? Oh, my God. So you think that, that Ohio and Kentucky are the same thing? No, you're right. You, 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 you proven Thank your you. Point. I knew There's that's all I had to there. say. Yeah, your point is proven. <sighs> Morrow says, following another successful takeover. Yes, that's a recording. What does that mean? Oh, okay. Do you I, know? Yeah. What was? Does it? Okay. Is okay. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you knew because I I was also wondering. I was. It was that thing. Like when we were kids, we always wished we had all the information in the world at our fingertips. But now that we do, a lot of times we're like, eh. So this is what I could have looked it up. But I assume that was a a kid-friendly phrase they use now to mean that we've like done this before. So he was saying that it's always a great time. Are like you I serious? Say, Joe, we did a gr- good show. Yes, that's a recording. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But you're just guessing. friendly phrases. Yeah, but some people say that's what it is. That's so not what it is, then. Okay. I think that's what it is. All Let's right. ask our kids out. Hey, I kids highly out doubt there. that you hey, guessed it teenagers. properly. I believe that if you look that up somewhere, but I don't believe that you guessed it properly. Oh. So if it's right, it's, you're lying why, okay, to me. Why did he just have Tourette's and suddenly <laughs> yell, this is a recording? Hmm. What, what, what did it mean? Maybe he has like a rap studio and like a producer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. Okay, so Undisputed Era come out. Adam Cole says, rough shot just for you, Larry. And he talks about Dexter Loomis. And Dexter... And, oh, and Roger Strong says... Strong. Okay, first of all... Okay, the other guy, what's his name? Fishy Bob says... Fishy Bob. We were stuck in that trunk for 12 and never says what it was, right? That's important. Okay. <laughs> then Roger Strong goes... 
Everybody knows I hate I, being stuffed in trunks. Yeah, I okay. Someone told the it's not European Union. What is it called? Imperium? No, the group. UA Undisputed UAW. Era? Undisputed Era. Oh my god. Someone told them that they were gonna get to act tonight. And wow, they were so excited to act. Oh my. They're not they good love at this. the acting. They, well, they're bad at it. So but they love it. There is bad. The book is on the head. It's a hat. Oh my god! There is. They, I, I'll tell you what. They were almost as bad as Natalia when they told her to act last <laughs> night on Raw. That was I'm the, tired one of the of worst. All these that was one of the worst them. things I've ever seen on Raw from Natalia ever. And she's done some stupid things. <laughs> it's okay if they ever go on the do a worst things on Raw top twenty, and not even being facetious. Probably five of them will be hers. I know. It was so. On air. It was so embarrassing. She's like, "What is it with all these kids today and the, their Star Wars, <laughs> and you and you not respecting me? You are a Step rookie. It on Legos. You are a rookie. Arg. You did not. Even, you do oh. not like well, me. No, no, no. We'll get there. We'll get I know. There. Let's see I, all about. I know. I just made that up. I just. I, I. I didn't. That's not in my notes. Okay. So, yeah. Roger Strong says he doesn't like being stuffed in trunks. And then Strong goes, hey, look over there, it's Dexter Loomis. And we can see that he's like behind the plexiglass. But then when we cut to them looking over there, then he's then Loomis is gone. Okay, so this is going to be the thing, like Snuffleupagus. Like, oh, he's right there, but he's no one can see him but Big Bird. But he's still, but he's there. Kill people, put him in the trunk. You don't Although know I that. never watched all of them, so I don't Do you, know how First of all, you don't know that. And second of all, if you saw that first appearance of Snuffleupagus, you would think he's the murder murder mammoth. That should have been his name. <laughs> murder Mammoth Mansion. Look at his face. Please Google. I was never a big fan. Never Larry, a big fan. Google original Snuffleupagus. His eyes are on upside down and they're yellow. Like 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 he's like possessed or like sick. John just snuffed up. That's how Big Bird originally imagined him before no, he became stop real. Stop it. He was always real, dummy. No. Don't do that. I, I think Big Bird can manifest if he really Big believes Bird. in things, he no. can make them real. Big Bird what is he? Some kind of like Twilight Zone episode? All I'm saying, I'm I really think so because he used to think about Mr. Furley dying and then Mr. Furley died in real life. I can't believe you just called Mr. Hooper Mr. Furley. <laughs> You have serious problems, Larry. <laughs> oh my God! Whatever. Mister Furley died. <laughs> oh, they had to explain to the kids why Mister Furley. Is died. Is that why you ha- you used to think when they we were watching Three's Company there was the episode where they didn't have enough money to pay the rent and Jack just sat there and dreamed of Mister Furley dying that it would happen so they didn't have to pay the rent? Is that what you're saying? No, I remember on a. Smart wrestling or smart. Oh my God. I remember on Sesame Street when Bert and Ernie would be in there and they would be like talking about, do you want a banana, Ernie? And Ernie goes, this banana is so firm. And then Mr. Furley would be outside the, just making crazy faces (laughs) like, whoa. Don't you, didn't you watch Sesame Street? Wow. None of that is real. Whole gimmick. It was the whole, that was the whole gimmick of Sesame Street. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Petticoat Junction. Um, so, <laughs> so later tonight, it's going to be Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis. Oh, but up, good. But up next, a mixed tag match. 
that we've seen before, and it's <laughs> the undis- it's undisputed. What's the limitless Keith Lee and <laughs> Mia Yim against the Garganos? We've seen this already. But Mar, okay, so Morrow sees Dexter Loomis, right? And he goes, "Oh, Roderick Strong wasn't seeing things." Morrow, we've seen him in this segment like three times. Are you blind? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 the more I remember about this show, the more I think I liked it. I'm not sure yet. Well, we'll I, see. I know because because it was so silly with the. I thought I think I was annoyed, but now I'm thinking back to it. I think this okay. was actually funny. Okay, I think part of it was really good though. Uh, backstage, undisputed era talks, and Keith Lee and Mia Yim come in. By the way, their name is Yimitless, and I hate it. You can't just uh, mix everything like that. You can't just uh, take oh this word. I'm enjoying this storyline a lot. Okay. You're you're way too forgiving. I, I I like everybody involved, and they're all being different and cool. And I'm getting yeah. This is what NXT should be. Is even somebody like Johnny Football is like being different. So why is he Johnny Football? Johnny Wrestling. I, I think you need to go to the doctor. <sighs> this could be my last show. This oh my stroke god! Is, is powerful. Enough. Wow. Uh, Keith Lee wonders what's... You drink yourself into a stroke. I think you just did. Dana Brooke. Ask Dana Brooke. (laughs) You're like, can Dana Brooke be my nurse? Oh, oh, man. Hello, nurse. Okay. And Keith... Keith... What? (laughs) Keith Lee wonders what's next for him, and he scares Undisputed Era away. What was... Okay, first of all, how did he scare them all away like they're a bunch of cowards? Second of all... He has one title. Is he going for the Adam? What is this? I understand this. Is he like pre? He read the script and he's like, "Well, I'm going to lose this North American title to Finn Balor anyway." So, well, yeah, he no, well he's go going for the for world the, title for the next T title soon anyway. Even well, he, if, he's, if he watches the product, he's like, "Oh yeah, this guy's getting built up." So, okay, so it's Keith Lee, and Mia Yim against Johnny Gargano and Mia and Mia Yim. That can't be right. And Candice, oh. my notes are wrong because Mia Yim can't be in there twice. How could there be two Mia Yims? Uh, Candice, okay, Candice keeps getting picked up by Keith Lee. He keeps picking her up, and then when she he's not picking her up, she's climbing all over him like like he's like um what's it called Shadow of the Colossus or something. And then, but this is the stupid part. It keeps happening, but he can't do anything to her, and then that's going to be a problem in a minute. Oh, also tonight it's Finn Balor against Cameron Grimes again because they can't let stuff go. Um, and Mia Yim. Oh, the referee lets Mia Yim beat the crap out of Johnny. Like the whole match. Why is that the rule? Why? I don't understand it. I think it has to do with the size thing. Yes, was, but why isn't that a DQ, I guess I'm saying? It, I don't know the rules. Do you know Are that there? Johnny Gargano and Mia Yim are about the same size anyway? <laughs> So Johnny DDTs Keith Lee right onto Candace and kills her. Roll up, Gargano's win, and then Candace is dead, and Johnny weekended Bernie's her all the way to the back. So that was very funny. Yep, I'm li- I'm into this whole thing. Yeah, that was very well done. I think um, before I just felt like I was liking Keith Lee because I liked him. Now I think I'm liking him because of character stuff, like when they were doing the fake dinner. And, you know, he has a girlfriend now and they're yeah. cool. And so, yeah, giving him a more character development for somebody I already want to like. So good. Okay. That's fair. Um, oh, 
This is horrible. WWE Network exclusive <laughs> interview with Damian Priest. Everything about this is dumb, but it gets oh, worse because Priest, Priest goes, Finn Balor's great, and I did get beat there, but you know what that means. Here's the worst part. He goes, the name the Damian <clears throat> Priest will live forever. The name the Damian Priest. <laughs> that's his go home, and they don't fix it. Well, he has business. The name the name the Damian Priest will live forever. You are stupid. Well, no, because this is perfectly fine and done excellently and perfectly well, because this is where the heel gets beat. And then he says, hey, that guy was a great guy. I, I fought hard, but I yeah. took the loss. And, and then at the end of the show, he's obviously still a heel. Oh, no. And he no, we're just never, never happens. Him again. Is he's he a face so now? I, I don't know what he is. He's boring. Well, we, okay, we never knew what he is. They he's changed. A, he's well, a demon arrow ladies man. Now his name is the Damien Priest, so whatever. Cameron Grimes gets interviewed. And you know what? I really hate WWE, the way they're doing this. Cameron Grimes, what? because Cameron Grimes, like they can't let his win over Finn Balor stand. They've got a 50-50 it. Yeah, but I liked I like the whole I I'm excited I got a win over somebody big. This was all fine. Okay. Damien Priest comes in and Grimes says, Oh, you didn't beat Finn Balor, but you almost beat Finn Balor, and Priest punches Grimes, and we're supposed to be like, Wow, I guess Damien Priest is a face now because he beat up Cameron Grimes. Why would anyone cheer for Damien Priest? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get there. So up next, it says Io Shirai, right? They lied. And there's she's not even on the show. They just show a video package of Takeover. And it's the three way match with Io Shirai and clips of non wrestler YouTube, you know, WWE watch along people watching Takeover. How is that up next to Io Shirai, the new champion? Well, after Takeover, what was one of the stars you saw that you were like, Wow, that's great. I'd like to see more of this person. It's oh. definitely her, right? Yeah, so why wouldn't they, she even be on this episode? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, they suck. Indu Cher comes out with Malcolm Bivens. That's the Rinka King guy and the other guy. Remember Rinka King and his name is Rinku? So Rinku King? Yeah. That's easy to remember. Indu Cher uh, is easy to remember because he believes in life after love. There you go. That's right. That's what I always say. Um, they're with Malcolm Bivens versus already in the ring two jobbers. And Tom says Cameron Grimes can't wrestle tonight. Even though he will later. Squash match. Indu share wins in like three seconds. How are they ever going to learn if they're only doing like that kind of a match? I hope they're yeah. practicing at the performance center. Yeah, they're just wrestling mm. gypsies, tramps, and thieves all the time. That's what, that's what I heard. Backstage, Rockstar's Spud. No, the other Drake Maverick. The other Drake. Drake Wirtz. Drake Younger. Referee version. Talks to William Regal on an iPad. And we find out that Cameron Grimes might have a broken jaw. And Regal's like, put him on the phone. I want to talk to him. Put him on. So then we're going to find out in a minute. Tonight, El Hijo de Del Phantasma is here. The son of Phantasma. That is probably the last time I'm going to have to say that name. Uh, backstage. Spoilers. Yes. Well, I said probably. And also, it's not even wow. true. Now I they know he dies that. at the end of the set. Right. Stop. Exactly. Uh, backstage, the referee finds Grimes, who's talking to women outside. What's and wrong he's with like, that? I beat 
I'm confused. I thought that was Damien Priest's exclusive gimmick. That's oh, wow. Well, you can only have so many gimmicks. Yeah. So, and Cameron Grimes says, oh, he's, this is the best line ever. He says to the ref, he goes, go count one, two, three. Go count one, two, three. Okay. Um, Grimes is fine, by the way. His jaw's not broken. But when he I sees know, this, this is funny. This is awesome. When he sees Regal on the iPad, he's like, oh, I can't talk. Got broken jaw. And Regal's See, like, isn't it fun to have authority figures every once in a while? I yes, because you could try to trick them and fail. And then Regal goes, I don't care. You have a match. Too bad. Go get in the ring. I want to see them put the iPad with Regal's head on some kind of robot that just runs around backstage. That was Bob's Burgers, and that would be amazing. Yes. Bob's did it. Bob's did it. Didn't see Bob's Burgers. Well, I'm just letting you know. They did that, and it was awesome. Um, This was so good. An in-depth look at Fandango. And I was like, well, there is no depth to them. And guess what? They only talk about their outfits. I know. I, this was all. Good. They're like, wh- here's in depth look. Uh, first, we were we were we were cops, fashion police, and then we were. Remember, remember that. They we were, were, and they're like, remember, remember when we did that? Then we were astronauts. Remember that astronaut thing we did? Yeah, that was last week. Remember, we did that. So this is funny, but they won't say Jericho. This is awesome. So they're like, <sighs> Tyler Breeze is like. Remember, you debuted at WrestleMania and you won your first WrestleMania match. And then they don't show the match. They show him entering and then leaving. So they didn't, yeah, didn't show Jericho. And the point of this whole video package is awesome because it's like, you know, we might dress up and be really silly, but the bell rings and then we're all business. Wow. I can't even believe how much I like this. Yeah, I like them. You again, what you do in wrestling, if you can build people up and just be that that person I want to like, and then when stuff happens that you do right, you're like, I want to like this person, so I'm going to go with this, and it makes it much more interesting. Yeah. So yeah, you want to like these two. Everybody likes these two. Yes. So give me anything that has to do with them that's decently done, and I'll I will climb aboard. Yes, it is good. And next week it's Imperium against Brizongo for the titles, and they don't remember what that is, and they think it's Fabio, and they think it's, um, yeah, they don't know. They don't know what this is. WWE Network exclusive, Chompy walking, and the guy behind the camera says, "Hey, Chompy, in your house has been done for hours." Hey, guy behind the camera, have you ever said words before? What? <laughs> What is this? And what was the point? Chompy just leaves. I don't know. I, this is 100%. I have no idea what, what they're going to do next. So. Yeah, it is weird. Way too much Mackenzie tonight, by the way. She's been in every backstage segment all night long, uh, except for the referee part. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets interviewed. And Robert Stone walks in, and he's still disheveled. Here's the funny part. He managed Upside Down Charlotte wasn't her gimmick in TNA. She was constantly disheveled in a wedding dress every yeah, week. Yeah, after she got left at the altar. But yes. isn't this weird that like they were together and that they have the same gimmick here? True. And he's like, he's like, I want to manage you, Rhea Ripley, because we are both losers. And Rhea, oh my God, it's dumb and dumber. Rhea says, the odds are one in a million. And he says, so you're saying there's a chance. That's and, all fine. I didn't hate this. But the only thing is when... 
a heel fires their heel manager, usually that heel is the story. Where is Upside Down Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. And then Rhea throws I him in the garbage. I still have no idea what happened there or why. Right, but here's the problem. Rhea throws him in the garbage. Why is so much of wrestling centered around garbage? <laughs> because I don't know what, why. Because it is when. Ayo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you say Ayo like like um, like uh, Ed Ed McMahon instead of Awu? Yeah. Ayo, yeah. Ed McMahon always said that because uh, I am one. I think you need to be checked by a doctor. <laughs> You're not right today. Mm. Oh, no. I'm very concerned. I just need a hard reset. Cameron Grimes against Finn Balor. It's actually a really good match, but 1916, Balor wins. But who did this help? Cameron Grimes had that win. This didn't do anything for Finn Balor except erase that. I think you're looking too far into it. Oh, my God. Okay. What does it help Cameron Grimes more? To have a fluke win over Finn Balor. Or to get a lot of backstage time where he's like, I'm tricking, I'm tricking the GM. Oh, no, okay, GM's li- caught me. But that's, that's a better thing. character. That thing. is a great character if you can keep that up. But, but is he going to be on TV next week? I would put him on. Okay. I would say he's solid mid-card for NXT right now. Okay. Balor wants a match against Keith Lee next. So that's a thing. So he wants a North American title because he's never had it. Okay. Boy. Okay, you want to talk? You can't complain about Cameron Grimes when one of the best wrestling stars there is right now. I have no idea his motivation, his alignment, his plans, his story. Could you imagine what if they were waste. doing this with AJ Styles right now? Could well, you imagine that is, the waste that it would be? That is the perfect analogy because, yeah. yeah, they're both great wrestlers who you could do so much with, and you're never going to get a bad match out of them. Yeah. I have no idea what he's doing here. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, Casey Catanzaro versus Dakota Kai. Who? Exactly. Casey Catanzaro again. She's what's it called? The American Ninja Warrior Gladiator. Who gets gets, hurt and is out forever and now she's back. Well, she said, my career's over. No, I did not say that ever. You are all horrible. It was a two count on my career. Yes, that's it. There was. Everybody kicks out. With a million dollar man, but she's going against Dakota Kai. Oh, guess what? Go to kick. You know what? That's the worst name in, in, in any Okay, you know you today. don't have to say it every time. What? I know it bugs you. You don't have to say it. It I know it bugs you. Stop saying it. Bugs me so much. You stop saying that, I'll stop saying Randy Orton. Never. Um Dakota Kai wins, beat down. And Caden Carter comes out, and Marl's like, that's her former partner. What? When was that? Is that real? Like, once did they team up? I don't remember. Is that a thing? I, honestly, on, I don't remember. Yeah, beat down on her, too, and whatever. It doesn't matter. That's It's not important. Go to kick, Larry. You don't have to say it. I just, I'm telling you to go to kick. Go to kick. You go to kick. Thatcher's Thatch Can Wrestling segment. Uh, what he is says, this going to be? He has guys in the ring ready to train, and he goes, but it starts next week. So they're like, oh, I guess I'll go home. <laughs> okay. He just wanted to see if you were serious. He yes. could at least make him like wax his car or paint a fence or something. Yes, that's true. That's what you do in training segments, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so 
Did WWE get this next part exactly right? Oh my God, they did. El Hio del Fantasma comes out. Oh, yeah. And he starts to... This is exactly what I said should happen, but I said it at the end of the tournament. But they saved it, and this is perfect. I like it. I I, I like it much more this way. Yes, because it's a standalone thing. But it was... I mean, this is what I booked in my mind, and they did it, and I'm so happy they did it. Because... Phantasma starts to talk and Drake Maverick interrupts and he comes out and he says, congratulations for winning that title, but he won't stop talking. He's like, listen, I know this is your moment and everything. And I overshadowed it when I signed my contract and this is, this should be about you, but how about this? I know I can beat you. And if you give me another shot at the title, then I, I, I just want to get one more chance. And Phantasma goes, okay, you got your shot. And then those masks, kidnapper luchador guys come out and spud and phantasma are back to back like they're going to help each other fight off the gut phantasma turns around and he's with the mask guys and they all beat down spud and the guys take off their masks and it's raul mendoza and joaquin it's mendoza mendoza and walking white wild board yes walking wild phoenix would be in the that would be amazing it was phoenix and um what's his name and um, uh, Heath Ledger in the ring. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Phantasma takes, oh my God, Phantasma takes his mask off too. Yeah, I did not see that coming. And it was, I did. But that's only I because did. I had heard that when he Charlotte. showed up with, what'd you say, Charlotte? It was Charlotte under the mask no, all the time. No, that would be horrible. Um, I had heard that when he signed with NXT that they were not going to let him wear a mask. So I was confused when I saw him wear a mask in the first place. So now I see he takes off his mask and he goes, I am Santos Escobar. Escobar. Remember that guy? And Vicky goes, Escobar. Escobar. Remember that? That was a thing. That was a gimmick. Um, not for long, wasn't No, not long at all. Um, but wow, this was really well done. But wait a minute. You know what this means? What? This means... That when the okay, so Raul Mendoza was out there, and then two mask guys showed up. That that must have been Walking Wild and Phantasma, and then when Wild was out there, that must have been Phantasma and Mendoza, and then when Phantasma was out there, it was Mendoza and Wild. And when they all sound like amazing detective teams, they do. I will watch but any think of about shows. you can look back at this, and there were only ever a total of three guys. In all the kidnappings. Isn't that weird? Hey, all I have to say is they've made me... Okay, they brought in... What is his real name? Phantasma's real name? Uh, uh, King Cuerno. No, what are they calling him? Oh, Santos Escobar. If you had brought in Santos Escobar as a guy in the tournament, I would not have bought in. Right. But I'm totally bought into this character now. They've made me care about this cruiserweight title. Agreed. This tournament started off on such weird Bambi legs. I thought it was going to collapse and it turned out to be one of the best things WWE has done for a while. So I am totally about it. Very true. Good job. And it even made, you know, it made the other people in the tournament look good, even though they're kind of missing now, but they'll come back later. Except for uh, who was the guy that kept telling Spud how great he was. Oh yeah. They kind of wrote out, um, where is that Jake Atlas? Yeah. That's yeah. true. What was that whole thing about? Mm. Uh, you're awesome. I I have to go now. <laughs> that was weird. So, 
He'll be back. But yeah, I couldn't have. I was couldn't he just have, a blue herring about who was doing all the evil stuff? <laughs> blue herring is awesome. Red, red the, herring. The blue the blue herring is actually. There is such a thing as a blue herring. I don't yeah, think Yeah, but that's a real a fish. <sighs> the light blue herring. Which is actually a young blue herring. I know about <laughs> herring. Um, so the undisputed. I've had herring before. I've had herring before. Um, okay. Undisputed Era, find a drawing. And it's the Undisputed Era in pools of bl- their own blood. And Roderick Strong sees Dexter Loomis peeking in the window. But wait a minute. Doesn't, I thought the gimmick was Loomis predicts the future or whatever. I don't remember Undisputed Era and even dead at all. They, in fact, disappear well, at the end of this show. I bet someday they will be dead and he will have predicted it. Oh, I see. Nostradamus then. He's a real life oh, joker. Don't forget to have what great actors they are. Oh, it's amazing. It was such a cartoon. Acting. So bad. Next week, Tank Face and Tegan Knox get a women's tag title shot. Why do they get wait a minute? I don't remember them ever winning anything. Ever. Now was this where it was first announced or was it announced on one of the other shows? It was announced first right this second. Ugh. Is this just to show that the tag champs can yes. go to every show? Correct. Which, by the way, they shouldn't have a problem with considering everything's in the same building now. But, yes, this is the first time they're they're remembering to do this. But why would you give a title shot to someone who's never won a match more than, like, maybe maybe they won once? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Main event, Dexter Loomis against Adam Cole. It's a, it's a decent match. Oh, my God. Beth Phoenix. Those strikes from the physique of Loomis. <laughs> His physique is throwing those strikes. I don't know what that means. Tom says, Roger Strong Oh, he says, Dexter Loomis is actually here. But Roger Strong thought he was seeing ghosts. Why would he think he was a ghost? Wait a minute. Strong thought he was seeing a human being. Yeah, not a ghost. And also, why does Tom... Why can he read minds all of a sudden? On Raw, everything is... Oh, he's, he's... I, he can't believe what he's seeing. He can't. Be, he's thinking. He's thinking that he's. What? Maybe he's a liar. Oh, that's it. Distraction and cheating. Last shot. Cole wins, of course. But then it's over, and Cole goes back to yell at Loomis and calls him a joke. And Loomis like wakes up like the Undertaker and grabs Cole into the, whatever it is, move. So I guess. I guess if Cross has the cross jacket, then this is the straight jacket. But whatever it is. Um, Oh my God, this is the part where I was confused as to what was going on because it was like I was waiting for them to be all in pools of blood and it never happened. So, oh. beat down, Era beats down Loomis and then Velveteen Dream comes out for the save. But why? A little okay. late. I don't know why he wasn't there to help yeah. out with the whole match. Yep. Then everyone just fights away and leaves. But then Adam Cole's alone in the ring. The lights go out. Scarlet comes out with an hourglass. And the crowd chants tick-tock because they don't understand how an hourglass works. The end. What are they supposed to make the sound? Yes! Yes. Is that a thing? Before clocks, did people, people were like, shh, time's running. I think so. That's what they did. Is that how sand sounds? Mm -hmm. It does. Sounds just like that. It's got to be annoying on a podcast. No, because you know, we could quit this and do that stupid podcasting I know, thing that they I know do where they like you, I, talk people to sleep. Yes. Like, Ooh, you're 
It's so nice to watch wrestling. People, people listen to us for the ASMR or whatever it's called. What kind of baloney is that? You know what it is. Uh, you know what it really is. You know, it's it's the placebo tape for ears. No, it's something else, Larry. It's I can't say it on the show. Okay, any emails? If I say no, do I still have to read them? Hello, guys. I wish you would let us know that last week was going to be the 15th anniversary of the show. Really? Okay, uh, here. I'll bump you ahead. Five more years from now, it'll be 20th. So you're, you're, you're prepared. I would have gotten you a toilet brush, a vacuum cleaner bag, or whatever 15th anniversary gift is. Oh, okay. Joe, I'm reading email, so now I can make you go in a minute. I guess 15th anniversary is like pottery. What do you guess it is? Um, to- uh, cleaning supplies, toiletries. No, seriously. I say yeah. pottery. Okay. okay. Look it up. Last fall, Keith Lee was interviewed outside Full Sail. In an it's it's Crystal. Really? Yeah. She was terrible. Not a bad dancer. Horrible wrestler. Wow. And... He came across rather heelish, talking about how being limitless wasn't enough, and he would like to become infinite. Yes. Uh, do you know if there were plans for him to go heel with the infinite version being his heel persona? Yes, because actually they probably did want to burn up every opportunity for him to do something <laughs> cool in NXT before he gets caught up. Or was this WWE trying to, to own everything by coming up with the infinite name? And then scrapping the idea. If you can, if you can trademark infinite, don't you just own everything? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop recording here. We got to do this. Okay, I'm going to trade. Okay, got it. Trademarked. Okay, before you before you put this up, we got to trademark. Mm-hmm. I have a good show, Andrew, aka. I don't know. I've never heard anything about him being healed with infinite version. This just sounds like an extension of his indie character to me. Um, okay, how about we just let him have a really good run for maybe. A month more, a month and a half, get the NXT title and get yes. called up and then become bigger E. I don't know what they'll do with him. They'll ruin him somehow. Oh, I can't believe you just said Capital that. Capital E is what they'll call him. Oh, my God. That's horrible. You know they will. Vince already has the T-shirts made up. Capital E. Keith E. You're from Washington. That's awful. Did you say Keith E? I did. <laughs> it's not good. He'll be both. I'm, I'm capital E. Keith That's e. horrible. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> WWE oh, can't be that horrible. Oh, oh, my. He will be so ruined when they call him up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <sighs> I'm almost I'm almost anxious to see how they will ruin him. I know. So. Oh, I know. So that's your NXT. We go to, we did the emails. Is it SmackDown time yet? Yeah, I am not going to make it to Raw. Oh my that God. is not the right notes. In memory of Fink. Why? That is old. Wow. How long ago was those notes? That was uh, a few months ago, but wow. Okay, we're blowing through this because I got to get the paper. Reperview of Reperview. Reperview. Oh, my God. They show all the old stuff from Jeff Hardy, and he's rambling. Don't you wish you could just be in Jeff's head now like we used to be back in TNA? Kurt Angle's a machine. So. He's a- James Storm's <laughs> great. Ang- but he drinks Remember, too much. he was all up in Kurt Angle's grill about Kurt Angle having problems. Mm-hmm. Clean your own house, Jeff Hardy. Uh, shouldn't witness Murano, red hair and giant. Okay, what? Would witness Moronitu, red okay. hair and giant. Giant is in capital letters. 
Oh, I even, okay, I got this one. I can do me. Wouldn't the writ, remember he said the witnesses, yes. witnesses said the guy had red hair and a beard. Wouldn't they also mention he was a giant pale monster? Yes, they would more, yes, focus on that. That's why I it's would, Sami Zayn. Okay. By the time this comes around, Sami Zayn will not have a job with WWE. Oh. And then Seamus says, everything Jeff does always hurts older people. Who's what are older people? Um, Seamus. Seamus. They I, smell. His English regressed this episode. <laughs> Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Performance Center. You know the drill. Renee Young's in the ring with a desk. She says, "Hey, desk. Who do you want to fight?" No. WWE management requested <sighs> Samosa. No. Seamus and Jeff Hardy sign a contract. Why? For a non-title match. That's rare. I assume this happens with everybody all all the time. Why is tonight? It, I don't know. Shame, here's why. Because Seamus comes out with a doctor and security. And I thought it was a a picture covered with velvet or something. I didn't know what he was carrying. Or right. carrying. I knew because here's the benefit of doing a show for 16 years. You mm-hmm. cover and write down. So much about wrestling. So we started the show in 2000. See, that's what I need to start doing. You should write it down. We, okay. So this show's been around since 2005. In 2006, on Raw, there was this exact segment with the McMahons playing the role of Sheamus. And in the role of Jeff Hardy was Shawn Michaels. This is how lazy and bad Brother Love is. This is copy-pasted. And he's like, well, it's 15 years later. No one's going to notice. That is the carny mindset of wrestling. Yes. But I'm saying for a segment like this, it was that same black box. It was the same everything. The same tagline, the same everything that happened here was the same. Now, Joe, that would be like having a pay-per-view where one brand's story is about how there's some old veteran that doesn't know if he has it anymore and gets beat up. And then there's the main event where it's an old veteran. Yes. Doesn't know if he has it. Exactly. Why Would WWE we ever just, do that? Oh, wait. I understand the thing about if it's nine weeks later, it's all new to people, but it's on the same paper. Oh my God. 16 oh. years, Larry, 16 years. So doc, the doctor, the doctor's there, security's there, and Cole says, well, this was just supposed to be a contract signing. Why are we seeing all this? Why are we seeing the contract signing? I don't, I don't know. know. So the doctor has a that was the twi- That was the twist. Brother Love's like, but it'll be also be a contract signing. So the doctor has a stethoscope and a jar. I can understand having one or the other. <laughs> How would he work both of those? I, I don't want to know. I don't so stupid Jeff comes out and <laughs> Cole says, Cole actually says, well, you know, because of Jeff's track record, we always have to assume the worst. Wow. Isn't that the opposite of the story we're trying to tell? Yes. It's story, but it is, it's, whatever. So that curtain is some kind of weird box thing you put up so yes. you can't as see se- your as body se- bits? Yes, as seen on Raw 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, uh, Seamus says, oh, listen, he says, I, I know you're gonna get you're gonna get gigged because I'm gonna give you a drug test. I don't know if it's booze or pills, 
But a leprechaun changes spots. A leprechaun changes spots? That's what I thought he said. Leprechaun changes spots? I don't understand. So that, yeah, that was exactly what I heard the first time, yes. I know Seamus wants... Obviously, he, he said a leopard can't change his spots, but he, that's not what he said, though. A leprechaun changes its spot. A <laughs> leprechaun changes its spot. I don't know. Then he calls Jeff a June key. You're a June key. What is a June key? <sighs> Can't we hire people to speak English? Wow. <laughs> and Jeff goes, my name is Jeff Hardy, and I'm an alcoholic idiot crowd. Of course, I, one guy goes, hi, Jeff. But again, I, like that's... I understand. It's the that's same funny. idea that AEW is doing. But it's funny if a fan does that, but that's an yes. AEW talented guy that's trying to put himself over. I don't like. I'm sorry, NXT. Did I say AEW? NXT, NXT guy. Sorry, it's better than nothing. (laughs) But calm down and just yeah. Then Jeff says, "I don't care. I'm tired of fighting." And then the crowd claps. Wait, wait. So you're (laughs) clapping that he's tired of trying to be off drugs, or or he's tired of wrestling? I don't. Either way, it sounded like they they were they were chanting. they, They they were applauding him giving up. That's not good. Exactly. So Jeff says his demons are starving, but he's a beacon of light now. And then Seamus says the doctor's going to administer a rabid test. A rabid test? I don't know. Rabid? Did he think he have has, has, has been bit by a dog? I don't know. I guess he meant rapid. He like did. rapid, quick yes. test. Mm-hmm. And some guy in the crowd goes, that's just crazy. <sighs> he actually yells it like that. I know. I, Seamus says, don't do drugs, and we get to see Jeff Hardy pee. And uh, again, somebody in the crowd goes, why are you looking at him pee? Oh, you like... Wow. So much pee. Jeff Hardy bladder is so big. He has giant bladder. And guess what? It's a giant cup of pee. It has no lid. Oh, he remembered his stethoscope, but not his lid. And then the doctor takes one of those acolyte, 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 aconade, aconine. Those strips you put into stuff to see how acidic it is. Yeah. Is that how you do? You, that's not that cannot possibly be the test. I am I am not a doctor on TV or even a podcast, but I don't think that you can dip a piece of paper into pee and determine pretty much anything. Uh, then... Jeff takes the urine. He's like, it's better to be peed off than peed on. And they beep out the peed on. And he tosses it in Seamus' open mouth face. Seamus gags, Hardy (sighs) leaves, and the crowd chants, you got peed on. Yeah. Which is fine if it was a real crowd. I I know. Come back. Come back. Seamus is in the mirror. Well, no, he's not. It's not like Alice in Wonder. Seamus is looking in the mirror going, icky, icky. Doctor comes in, he says, I got the test results, and it's okay, and Seamus is upset. So he's even a bad heel, can't so if you, yeah. doctor. So if you don't, yeah, this was dumb, but if you don't know, um, Fox... You better call somebody. Fox did not like this at all. In fact... Uh, yeah, what? I call fake outrage. By Fox? Yeah, oh my Fo- god, they've, yeah, they've never done that before. Yeah, but I'm saying, Fox got pretty mad at WWE for showing this... And it's like, you know, this wasn't, th- this was pre-recorded. WWE might lie. Exactly. I think they're lying to Fox and saying that some of these are live. But anyway, so if you watch the West Coast feed, you had 
Seamus standing in front of Jeff Hardy peeing, going, don't do drugs, kids. And then it cut, and then Seamus is, like, it went to commercial. And then when we come back, Seamus has pee in his mouth in the in the, <laughs> in the the bathroom. How did that, because they thought the, the urine thing was too disgusting for television, and they don't like it. So, wow. I, but it was on Raw in 2006. Hey. Hmm. Okay. It's the new day come out, and Corey tells us they love to have fun. It's time for fun. That's great. So they're going against Nakamura and Cesaro. Wow, that's Nakamura and Cesaro. Okay, that's great. They talk about Kofi being a champ. Remember that? Wasn't that weird? That was weird. He was a champ, world champ. That was so weird. Nakamura pins Kofi after some weird missed splash and a roll-up. Oh, boy. Nakamura and Cesaro against New Day. How long do I have to wait for New Day to turn heel and become interesting? I don't know. I want this so much. Uh, Otis is in the back, and he's blindfolded, and Tucker's next to him. Oh, what is this? Otis smells sausage and gets a kiss from Mandy and what? thinks it's from o- Tucker. I, Are we going back to that gimmick? I don't understand what's happening. Sausage? Uh, uh, Tucker, I guess... Tucker yells at Otis to get focused. So are we la- putting groundwork in here now? Yeah. And, he's, and, and Tucker says, oh, if you have an opportunity tonight to, to get that Braun Strowman, you got to take it. Well, okay, that's that's a good point. You're always ready for the opportunity. You know what a really good opportunity would be? When some guy is wrestling two guys. Yes. I would sure. So obviously Otis is going to be, whew, he can't wait for that opportunity. To, you would think. What happened? Seamus. And Jeff are fighting. Just they fight into this <laughs> into the scene. Segment. Yeah, yeah. And security separates them. Where's Otis and Tucker? Are they not faces? I think they don't want to get involved in this because then that would that would actually lower their that would degrade them. Come back. There's like something smells like pee. Back and it's a package about oh Corey is doing this package telling us why the I Intercontinental Belt looks so ugly. Then they show China. She was she oh, no. was a IC champion. Remember that's, that? That she was that. If people think that's nothing, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Okay, Barrett. Uh, then he tells us as far as the get this, get this, huh? Huh? What could this mean? He says the next chapter of the IC title is a blank page. Well, first off, God, <clears throat> I'm scared of what that means. But secondly, the next chapter is only one page. Yeah. yeah. At least a, I know least, what uh, it is. Do you want to know? Least, oh, God. Yeah, at least Charlotte's title ran to be short. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, spoilers. Oh, no. But they never cover it. I always hate when they do this. They It's such a long title with a great history. Never cover the original tournament where Pat Patterson won the title. They oh, never you mean the show. fake tournament? It's mm. one of my favorite things in wrestling wow. is this great belt came from a totally imaginary tournament they lied about. Wow. Uh, so we have a vacant IC title. So Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. What a great, long, good match that shows you how a great, long, good match between two really great wrestlers uh, yep. is. Boy, it would be weird if this match happened during a week where you were told that another crappy pre-taped piped in sound moves just for move spots match was declared a great match don't forget a list of names <sighs> look at the difference this was a really good match between two really good wrestlers i don't even like one of them 
two really good match wrestlers. Yes. Good match. Wait, which Phenomenal. one don't you like? I'm getting a little tired of AJ. I think he's a jerk. Okay. Phenomenal forearm. AJ wins. Again, great match. After the match, Ely, who was, oh, Renee. I just put E and E, but it's Renee. Talks to AJ. He's finally the IC champ. And, huh, that's it. Not a whole lot of what comes next talk here. No, we're saving that for next week. Yeah. <sighs> Recap of all the practical pranks we've been seeing. Oh, which my was, God. <laughs> was it one show? It was one show. One show. Not just a recap. This was all of it. This was the whole thing. Well, when you only do one show of the gimmick. Let's make Braun Strowman's life a living hell. Uh, we shook up his protein shake and dumped paint next to him and broke his windshield. Yeah. I think I've had all those things happen to me in my life isn't a living hell. Not for those reasons. Braun is in the back. And he says, I'm not in the mood. Those guys sure got me good. Look at me. And I'm not even in the mood for Otis's crap. So nothing better happened tonight. Thank God nothing does. Balloons are in the ring. Celebration for Sasha and Bailey winning the tag team titles. Bailey is loving life. I really like Sasha and Bailey. They kind of make me feel better about watching WWE. Bailey wrote a poem, and she is going to tell Sasha how she really feels. Finally. Finally. Finally, we get. No, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross interrupt them. The Iconics are on the Tron because, you know, you don't want to. Does that count? Does that not count? Because the Raw. <sighs> Alexa and Nikki attack Sasha and Bailey where the Iconics laugh. Miz and Morrison talk to Kayla. They have a new music video. But Braun doesn't interrupt it. He just comes to the ring. But we go out to the ring to watch that instead. So the switcher guy decided to interrupt their video. Right. Wow. Wow. Why didn't Braun interrupt their video? That was that didn't make any sense. Matt Riddle is going to be here next week. Matt Riddle, you had a good run. Good luck. Mm. He likes the smoke next week. Oh, no. Braun Strowman, Otis and Tucker versus The Miz, John Morrison, and Dolph Ziggler. Hey, yard, Dolph. Hey. Wow, where's that guy been? Uh, match, match. Oh, Baron Corbin is on the Tron. And Everyone, including heels, just stops and watches. Why would they stop? I don't know. Maybe Otis, because Baron Corbin is talking to Mandy. So, yeah, Otis could watch. Why is everyone just hypnotized? I don't Have know. they never seen the Tron? Otis leave the ma- leaves the match. He goes back and attacks Baron Corbin for talking to his woman. So it's, uh, what, three on two. Otis and Mandy come back to the ring, so it's fair. Otis goes nutsoid. Braun does that running gimmick, and Otis pins Dolph Ziggler. Poor Dolph. Uh, Otis looks at Braun, kinda, and that's the end. What a go-home for a pay-per-view. Garbage. It was no good. Which means it was better than the paper. Uh, Spoiler. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, I didn't, that was your smackdown of, uh. Yeah. Didn't make me want to watch the pay-per-view. No. Nothing. No. Did Braun get a, did Braun get a practical joke tonight? It was pra- one he got a practical prank. Practi- one week of practical pranks. That was the- <clears throat> Yes. All I know is thank God that at least they gave me the fun of thinking what co champions would be like. So I'm actually anxious to get to the pay per view. Let's go. Oh my god. 
Oh, no. We're going to do the pay-per-view now because obviously oh, no. no one talks about SmackDown. Oh, my God. So. Somehow we have multiple SmackDown emails. No, there's no, no. Hey, smart wrestling fan team. I'm watching SmackDown. I live in the West Coast and I got I, – I done get the option to watch the show <laughs> live since it's on my Fox local affiliate. I know, Joe, you're watching on the West Coast. I wanted to know if your feed was having issues. Mine was weird. Oh, I know what you're going to say, but no, um, no, I, I watch a different feed. Uh, I watched the East Coast feed. At first, I noticed the music on the show was extra loud during the entrances. And right after, Jeff Hardy fills up a glass and Seamus says, just say no. There was an abrupt cut to pre-commercial, pre-recorded promo hype for Backlash. And then we come back from break. Seamus is in a bathroom washing his mouth. I later saw on social media that Jeff threw a cup on Seamus' face. But I didn't get that on my airing. And the auto levels were wonky. With Cole hyping up the Intercontinental title match with the SmackDown theme song playing way louder than the announced team's audio levels. And this continues into the following entrance music for the tag match, followed by the other level. Um, I'm still not done watching the show. I wanted to know if you had any of these problems. Hope you're doing well. Happy anniversary to the show. Thank you for years of listening awesomeness. San Jose Anthony. Thank you. Um, I didn't have all those audio problems, but yes, it was pretty broken. So, yeah, it was busted. We do have multiple. Why do I have a SmackDown email? Hey, guys. Hey, you guys. During the opening segment of this week, I got a slight, slight feeling of deja vu. Oh, wait, deja vu. I couldn't figure out why until I remembered that HBK and Vince did this exact same pee test back in 2006. They sure did. Yeah. I couldn't remember why until I remembered that HBK and Vince did this exact same pee test you back just... in night two. Oh, <laughs> Is that the, are you doing a deja vu joke? It's a deja vu joke. And use the exact same corny, glad jokes. Glad to see Vince's level of humor has matured over the years. Keep up the great work, Joshy the Jock. Since from his microwave oven. Yes, it's, oh, it's real. Ridiculous. Uh, I have the one that was from AEW that talks about SmackDown for a second. It's from Ian. He says, Mm. hey guys, after a short but effective buildup, FTR had the first match on Wednesday. I'm not a regular WWE viewer, so I only heard the hype about the team until now. And they were okay. What? Pretty talented with the workable gimmick. But I, oh, they didn't. I don't think they burned through like high spots in that match. No, it was just, I thought it was just solid. And yeah, I, I know, the but match. you don't get the feeling. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you could watch that if you've never seen them and be like, oh, they're pretty solid. Okay. I enjoyed the match against Butcher and Blade, who look very good, but I don't see what other people see in them yet. As of right now, as it is right now, I was more excited by the return of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. <laughs> I think Stu Grayson's a dead-end gimmick, but that's just me. The rest of the show was a lot of fun, and it felt like a lot of stories were being moved pretty quickly. Each match felt like it had a purpose, which hasn't always been true in recent weeks. Mark Quinn did a great job against Cody. I like that they're giving younger guys a chance to shine in singles matches. There were points where the show did feel overbooked, though. Four of the five matches ended with a story segment, three of which were clusters. Yeah, there's way too many run-ins. And they need more clarity on number one contendership actually means for the tag and TNA belts. It doesn't mean anything, unfortunately. Still, overall, I like the show better than a cup of warm pee to the face. Anyway, thanks, guys, Ian. Yeah, that's... Okay, to defend... Okay, I did not read that email. He may have wrote that before SmackDown. You don't know. Oh, he just was saying... he's like, right. He's, it, that, that anything's better than a warm cup of pee to the face. You're right. Yeah. Fair oh. enough. I totally agree. Fair enough. 
Uh, okay, so I think the rest of the pay-per-view emails are there. So, all right, we got to talk about uh, this horrible backlash. Ignore the kickoff. That's all I could say about this. Just forget Ignore it. Ignore the kickoff. Well, yeah. there was a match. So well, yeah, goals. Cruz, guess what? Uh, it was Andrade against Apollo Cruz for the U.S. title. Cruz retains. That's it. The, the rest of the kickoff was every time I looked up, there was someone different. Like Renee was on there for a while, and then it was it was Man sixty four. Because they have everyone like clown. Skype in, and then they, yeah, it was like that. So this is oh my god, this is the greatest show. That song is the song for this. The song is well, a joke. I, well, it, by default, I'm sure it is the greatest show. If it has right. the greatest match ever. Oh, but get this: the new network is a joke. If you log in now and then you log in on another device, like say you have to poop and you're like, well, at least I, I can watch poop. on my phone when I poop, right? Then when you, yeah. if you, it logs you out of a different, a second thing. So now next time you try and sign in on, say, your TV or whatever, it wants your pa- username and password again. That's fun. That's super fun. That, I love typing. That happens to you? Now it does. It didn't used to do that. I didn't think it happened to me where I was watching because I watched it on two different devices. Right, but I'm saying then have you then have you then tried to go back and reopen it on the first device? No. Yeah, that's just it. It's like yeah, let's it'll let you keep watching it, and in fact, it'll let you watch both at the same time. But they won't let you when you go back to the other device. It's like no, we logged you out because we saw that you were watching on something else. And I thought you were allowed to do it on a certain amount of phones or devices or whatever. So I guess they're, you know, when it went to free version, I guess that could be the thing. It could be a glitch or a bug. And then now once you're logged in again, maybe it'll stay. But anyway, Backlash, taped from the same place. Yes, this was not live like they claimed. In fact... The Orton and Edge match was from last weekend, last Sunday, they taped it. And then... This stuff was, I think, earlier in the day, but it was not a live show. So, But we're going to open with the women's tag title triple threat match, which I actually was looking forward to. It's Bliss Cross versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. But before the, before the match, they interview Sasha and Bailey backstage. And for some reason, Cole calls the team Sasha Bailey. Is that th- a thing? No, it's not a thing. Sasha Bailey. No. That's no, not that's just Cole is he being just done. okay. Dana Brooke. If that is if that if that's a thing, I don't want any of it. No. That's that that's the dumbest idea to call people something like that. Yeah. Yes. But Bailey finally says Bailey, Yes, Bailey dose straps on TV, so that was good. Um but yeah, it's a it's a back and forth, whatever you want to call it, match, and then oh, but for some reason you're only allowed to Tag in your partner. What is going on with this match? Remember the other matches like this? WWE rules were like you you can tag any other team in. I don't know. I don't either. But guess what? Sasha steals the win in the end. So titles retained, which is good because you don't want to change them yet. That'd be silly. This is the last time tonight I will say this, but everything seems to be going fine. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, that's it. Because earlier today, Braun Strowman drives up, and they say uh, he fixed his car. Is, is that, that even the same car? car? I don't think it is. If if it 
Okay. Because he's driving some really cool rum, 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 rum car. Yeah. Right? And they said, like, sweet car. He fixed it. And last time, I just remember them, like, thinking it was some generic car. So I don't yeah, understand. A rental. I, I don't know if they said that, but, <sighs> but the impression they gave was a rental. Yeah. Oh, boy. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in the P match. Oh, well. P on pole. Um, it's a match. And I, here's the thing. Technically speaking, the match was fine. It's just that I'm already done with this feud and it just started. Uh, no, it didn't. It started months ago. Um, two bro kicks and Sheamus wins. So here's the story of the match. The story of the match is will Hardy relapse after that horrible loss in a non-title match? Somehow so, this one loss will ruin his life, they're saying. I don't know, but but it Hardy loses, so what are we doing now? Well, we watch him every week, and he's like going to be on a list or something. We have to make sure he doesn't die. Well, all I know is since he loses here, he's there's no other option. He's just going to be annoying over the next few weeks. Yes, it's going to be lost. speech after speech about how he failed himself. Yeah, and how he's looked to the bottle. So annoying. Yes, it's going to be bad. In fact, it might turn him heel. You know, do you think Seamus asked for the P test because he 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 talked to Sting? You think that's why? Oh, oh, (laughs) see, if WWE would have paid what the twenty seven dollars for the TNA tape library, Mm -hmm. they would have a library. They would have. Could you imagine? They show the match. They're like. In an, they're like once in an indie federation, Jeff Hardy came out on drugs, and drunk and law lo- and and couldn't wrestle Sting, and he also imagine the business if someone at your workplace did that, and then like years later they're still like yep. rocking it. Big they're time. still working there, or somewhere else uh, in a job where your other people's lives are in your hands. Yep, I gotta protect them, but I'm also on drugs. They say, um. Backstage, Dominikimi Schmidt tells Miz and Morrison, oh, guys, by the way, you can't be co-champions. Whoever pins, uh, uh, whoever gets the pin is the champ. Did you get a phone call about this time, Joe? Larry called me so mad and annoyed. I, I thought that I've never heard Larry so mad before. Granted, I was drunk, but I was so angry. Joe, I don't even know how to explain this that people can understand, but I am accustomed because I must be to do this show to WWE being horrible and treating me stupid and everything. Yeah. But there is a certain wonderfulness about wrestling that even if they're going to give you the worst of the worst, with no effort, you have the ability to pretend and fantasy book and think about what joyous things might come from this horrible plate that you're going to be served eventually. The gimmick here is that they could be co-champions. Even if you think the probability of that being happening is 5%, you still in your mind, you're like, Oh, can you imagine them sharing the belt? What would they do? Would they, would they have like half the belt with Morrison's face? You can make up your own stuff and try to have fun with a product that doesn't care about you. They steal that away right here at the beginning of the pay-per-view for no reason. Yes. Spoiler alert. They don't win. 
Like, so why did you take away right. the fun of this match? Why because, did you make me because, feel like a fool for fantasy booking in my head when you told me we lied? Because the finish, the finish was written for what the, the for that story, for the story of that they can't share it. You know what? You can write it to finish. You're, but they're starting the right. But they're going to start to already break up the team. Yeah, I know it's bad. You don't you don't give me an expectation. It's fine if you don't follow through, but then when you tell me that that expectation wasn't even real and that I was excited for nothing, and I know I know they weren't going to win, but there was in the back of my mind, hey, maybe, because it's a funny story if they're co-champions. It's only the universal title, which means nothing anymore. So I know. I was mad. I was so mad right here. Little did I know how much worse it was going to get. But I did call it. I told you when I called, I said, this pay-per-view is nothing but lies. Well, we and knew I, that going in because of the greatest match ever. how much lying yeah. would be done. And all of it. It's all yeah. lies. I expect it's not a little good. lying from it's my real. pay-per-views I know, and it's relationships, real. but not. You should expect none. You should divorce WWE. So, um, so. Otis and Mandy come in, and they're like, yeah, maybe Otis is going to cash in on one of you. Maybe. We'll see. Because that's what the briefcase is for. If Stephanie was here, she would say, they're disrespectful. You cannot pretend to cash in. Disrespect. Remember that? Brock Lesnar? Yeah. He pretended to cash in, and that is disrespectful. <coughs> she made a video about it. She sounded so dumb. Um, raw women's raw women's title match. Nia Jax against Asuka. Um, two really sloppy spots where I thought for sure somebody was going to die. Um, uh, I I don't know. I I was okay with this match because I was sure this was just checking it off the list and moving on. I was sure of this. I was sure. Yep, but it's not at all so, because it's sloppy. How's it finish? And then guess what? Double count out. What? Wow, on a pay-per-view. So, so, so bad. In t- 2020, you're doing a double count out on a pay-per-view when this is a complete raw finish. Why would you do this? I will give you, I will give them a double count out on a pay-per-view if the these are like Two really hot faces and a heel where you're going to build this thing up. I will accept that this match would have been no one cares. In fact, they want no. Nia Jax to like not hurt anybody and go away. Yeah. So, yeah, this was this was on the road to ridiculousness. Yes. MVP is backstage and he orders champagne for the celebration for later tonight after they win the title. Lana comes in. And she's like, I hate you, MVP. You are the worstest. And MVP said, you know, she's like, why am I not allowed at ringside? And MVP says, you know, I never said that. I didn't make that rule up. Your husband did. Why don't you take it up with him? Yeah, but you don't want to because you don't want to hear the truth. Right. The truth is he doesn't like you and doesn't want you there. We'll find out more about that on Raw. But wow, that was Remember a Remember when setup. MVP was just his nickname and not like the reality of describing the how he's saving everything he's on. Yeah. Cause wow. Does he ever save raw? Um, Miz and Morrison come out and they show part of that music video they made. And once again, it's the switcher guy 
that interrupts the video because it's the Braunge Stroman Express or whatever. So it's oh, not- no. It's the uh, Mr. Robot guy who has disappeared. That's it. He's gone. Well, I think, again, he'll come back to expose Sami Zayn, but that's about it. So. In, what, four months? You know, it probably will end up being Sami Zayn. He'll expose <laughs> himself and then go, I'm also behind the hoodie. Well, but, but then Sami Zayn will look at the camera and then have a zipper down his body, and it'll be Hornswoggle. It's always it's Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Always. Handicap match for the Universal title, Miz and Morrison versus Strowman. So this should be a really fun match, except it's... They have to tag have in and out, which again is stupid. But okay, let's 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 say that's all right. So they get along the whole match until they don't, and Morrison is about they do an assisted skull crushing finale that could have killed Braun Strowman. So Miz tries. Morrison is the legal man, so he tries to do the pin, and Miz gets jealous because they can't be co-champions. So it costs Morris in the match. Strowman scoops them up for a power slam, and it's over, and Strowman retains. So, yeah, that's it. So this is all to keep the title on Strowman and then have Miz and Morrison start arguing with each other. Which would have been fine if you would have let us have the fun. Think about all the fun we missed. Number one, the gimmick, the match was built on the gimmick that they're going to be wacky and drive him crazy. Could have had that for four weeks with good riding. We had one week of awful writing. Oh, wait, but there's also a lot of like added intrigue because you have the money in the bank contract and never brought into this means nothing. But then you also have, oh, oh, look, they could be co-champions. We, we could do fantasy book about co-champions. What happens? Oh, WWE's all in a Twitter, you know, a tizzy about what happens if they're co-champions. How do we do that? No. Oh, well, no, that's not a real thing. Sorry. Every bit of fun that you could have had with this match was taken out by WWE for no reason. Yeah. They could have let us have the fun, had the end result of Braun still holding the title, but we would have fun. Instead, we got just nothing. Let's talk about it now. Listen, I was going to save it for Raw because I didn't put in the news. I was going to talk about it during Raw because it's about Paul Heyman. Let's talk about it now. We've been blaming everything on Brother Love so far. The reason why is because Paul Heyman is no longer on the writing team or creative team of Raw. He's gone. Burp, excuse me. He can still be Brock Lesnar's manager. He can still even be a general manager if that's what they choose to do in the storylines. What he cannot be is a creative consultant or writer. And he that means WWE has said that Brother Love is now in charge of all the shows. Not NXT, obviously, but SmackDown and Raw and the pay-per-views are all Brother Love now. This is what you're seeing here is a Brother Love production. This, Raw, this is. everything. Everything that they're doing this week. I would say both of those shows are perfect examples of what he does. So what he does is can't think of anything, puts things on ice, ends things in two double countouts because he, he, he's trying to draw he's trying to draw a line from here to extreme rules. And it's like, well, we'll just have Naya against Asuka again at extreme rules. Because, you know, what? Well, the one thing you want to do is put weapons in Nia Jax's hands. So hmm. let's do that. And then... Might actually be safer. And he's like, well, we got to do a P-test segment. Have we ever done one of those before? Billy, can you do research on that one? And then this guy goes, we did it in 2006 on Raw. That was long enough ago. Just use that as a template. But don't copy it word for word. This is the, what's going on backstage right now. This is what's happening. I don't know. Vince is probably, 
He's probably not going to like that one. Oh, oh, he was in that one. Oh, then he's going to love it. What? This is this is what we got now. Yep. I would say that this is Sunday where we're at. And Monday. Sunday and Monday were a horrible example of what you're probably going to get moving forward. Yeah. And people are and like if you oh, thought you were going to get new younger people, young stars push. push yeah, forget it. That's over. Yeah, this ain't going to happen. Not with Brother Love. Here's the thing. They needed a scapegoat. And remember when they had the pretend scapegoat of Bronze, uh, sorry, uh, Baron Corbin on Raw when he was general oh, yeah. manager or whatever? When he was GM, he ruined the show. Right. So he ruined the I show. I like the guy. So now they're doing the real scapegoating of Paul Heyman, and they have to blame somebody for the ratings. So they're saying, Paul, it's all your fault because you wanted to push all these young talents. You wanted to push guys like Galster Black and Buddy Murphy and Ricochet. And because you did, no one wants in Paula Cruz. Nobody wants to watch our show. So you're out. And that's easy to say because Vince, even on the quarterly call, blamed Raw's, he quote, quote, soft ratings, not because of just COVID, but because Paul was pushing too many young talents and we need to get them over. So that takes time. But he, forget, he failed to mention the fact that Vince cools everyone off all the time. And as soon as somebody starts to get over, he's like, I don't want that guy on this week's project of mine in my head. So forget it. I, I canceled. I, forget it. Put Ricochet on main event. Remember Ricochet, Ricochet and Cedric? on main event now? I, he's, he's totally gone. He's on, in a tag team on main event with Cedric. Yes. What about Ali? He's... Oh, wait, he's a mystery man. Oh, wait, he's not because there is no mystery man. What? Ali is sitting at home wishing he's I think he tweeted the other day something like he's wasting the best years of his wrestling life waiting around. Oh, oh, remember when Alistair Black got that big win over Seth? Oh, yep. They finally let somebody just pin Seth Rollins that wasn't a star already and wasn't a former, you know, anything big, former champion. And sure enough. They did nothing with it. So again, my point is this. There was a, there was a lot of fighting backstage. There, there was a lot of um, blaming backstage. Vince blames Paul Heyman for everything about the ratings, even though he knows it's not just because of that, and it's mostly because of the pandemic. But I would say... That how about the guy at the top that approves all the writing? That's you, Vince. Uh, maybe it's you. I'm going to say maybe it's you. And I don't know how it's going to be better if there's still a brand split. If one guy that's really old fashioned and kind of a kisses Vince's butt kind of guy. And also a horrible two-faced guy. So you got it. All about, these things combined. Also, a guy that I think is overworked, working one two-hour show, working a five-hour shows, and that's the thing, nights. right? So that's the bigger problem is when he couldn't even get one show right, and we're now he's in charge of two plus pay-per-view. So this is going to be, this isn't going to be good, unless they announce. And and Fox and USA do not want a a a, a unification. They want their pushed guys on the one brand and the, the other pushed guys in the other brand. 
The problem as is they, as they would want. I you would like think they would because want it any other way, yeah. you don't want to advertise the other the other network. That's not how this works. Uh, I don't know. I do know that there was all kinds of talk about. Um, now I have not confirmed this. Um, AJ Styles getting into an argument with Paul Heyman and getting mad because Paul didn't save Gals and Anderson from the COVID firings. First of all, I don't think he has that kind of power. Second of all, really, that's enough reason to put AJ Styles on SmackDown? I'm pretty sure they put AJ Styles on SmackDown to put the Intercontinental title on him to do well, a project also, that's coming up. Can you defend saving Gallows and Anderson when I would say they were exactly on the same level as all the most of those other people fired? Yes. I, I know. Gallows and Anderson are fine. I know what you're saying. But they were on that level. If you were firing that level of guys yeah. that were going to be on the chopping block. <sighs> yeah. Gals and Anderson are guys that could go back to New Japan, go back to Bullet Club, or go to AEW and join the Elite, and <sighs> wow, they would get used again and be like good again. So, oh well, if WWE dropped them, they dropped them. But that's not the story here. The story is this. All kinds of bullcrap going on backstage and backstage politics with needing someone to be the scapegoat. Um, and just that happened to be Paul Heyman. So, you know, it's 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 a shame. And it's a shame that the what we're going to get out of it isn't something new and creative, but something really, really old and stale. So buckle up, everybody. All you I feel cups. bad because Paul strikes me. Say Paul was a really good comedy writer. Yeah. And he worked for a guy whose entire bit was putting a book on his head and saying it was a hat. Yet that guy was making millions of dollars and selling out concerts. Yes. So Paul's like, okay, put the book on your head. I can't. What do you want? I feel bad too. I wish Paul would just drop this whole Brock thing and just go to AEW or help out or something. Okay. That's what it's, it is wrong to ask people to be a savior. I know. You know he's a human being, but he's, he's not got his sa- own life. right. But he wouldn't save that company. That's it. Company's no, doing fine. It would enhance it. How about that? I, I I know, but I'm just saying to ask people to do more. I mean, God knows he's made his money. He's he's doing his thing. He's fine. To ask people to go above and beyond just because we want to be entertained. Yeah, it's not as technically not his job. Believe me. No, no one at WWE's job is entertain me. Obviously, you are absolutely correct. Um, that's very sad. Uh, so back to the wrestling on the pay-per-view, because there is a pay-per-view. And like I said, I don't... Uh, there's a little more to it. I don't know what's public information yet, though. So, um, But yeah, I said I think I said everything I'm allowed to say right now. But it's... Um, yeah, don't believe everything you hear about the AJ Styles part of it, but do believe the part about the scapegoats. So if you've heard anything about that, it's absolutely true. And it's very, very unfortunate. Um, oh, and they also fired Greased Up Boy. What was his name? Yeah, the um, uh, Joseph. Um, yeah, yeah, he's out too. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, he must. I've heard good things about him creatively. He worked. Did he work with Lucha Underground for a while? Yeah, but he, um, he, he. Yeah, they they don't. They, him and Vince don't get along at all. So. Yeah, I don't know what the what no. the. I know something was said on a conference call. It was that not led good. to this, but yeah. I don't know what it was. It was yeah, it was not good. Um, but now, okay, here we go. Backstage interview with AJ Styles. He says, we're going to book SmackDown here. 
I'm going to have a championship celebration, and Daniel Bryan can learn a lot from that. Oh, God. I don't know what that means, but it's not really setting up future feuds. So. No. We'll see what it means. WWE title match time. This was the highlight of the show to me. I love this match. I love this. I can't even believe how much I love this. Lashley with MVP versus Drew McIntyre. Why would? Why do I love Lashley versus Drew? This is so weird. Because this had because the you best set build. up a, a match. Yeah. With logical and entertaining things, and you let it progress in a story, and then you have a match. They aren't breaking the mold here, but it was done no, this right. Is, this is really well done. Um, before the match, this is great. Before the match, Lashley wears down Drew McIntyre. He puts him in the full Nelson. Lashley is setting well, and it up. And the callback of where MVP said, we're not going to jump you. We'll save that for the pay-per-view. Thank and he you, did. What he just up, said no, he, he was going to do. Jump. He did exactly what he said. Yeah. We're save it for the pay-per-view. And he saved it for here. And this is amazing. And you, once you do this, it takes four referees to break that full Nelson. And once that match starts, you buy in completely that Lashley could win this title right now. Yeah. That's amazing. But too bad Lana's watching backstage, and she is she's bad without saying a word. All she does is have this open mouth smile, and she's watching the match. And you could just hear I, words coming out of her head. I can't wait for Raw. I know. Oh my god, that's amazing. So. There's a spot where Lashley almost drops Drew on his head, unfortunately, trying to drive him into the ring post. He like gets loses his balance. And then a scoop slam to Lashley into the barricade that almost dislocated Lashley's shoulder. But besides those two parts, wow, this match was put together great. And these two, I just believed it. I just believed everything about it. I believed MVP so good as that that mentor guy. And, and can we not can we not show this last month and a half as an example of how great managers yes. can be for people? Everybody and, doesn't have to have one. No. Man, they can make a huge difference. Bobby Lashley? Yes. Bobby Lashley you, is the high point of, of WWE, one of the high points of WWE right now. Now I'm gonna tell you something and you're gonna go crazy. Okay. Ah, yes. So. Okay. Remember how they were supposed to Dana be brought. No, not Dana Brooke. Remember how there was supposed to be Lashley versus versus Brock years ago, right? Oh, yeah. And w- then we were like, even if they have it now, we don't want it, right? Yeah. Imagine MVP and Heyman's promos in that. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I could get on board that. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, me too. So, this match, like I said, really good. Um the finish is actually really good. Um, it's a Claymore attempt that's countered into a spear. So Lashley's like, okay, I got him on the ropes. I'm going to win this title because he's already weakened. I'm going to put the full Nelson on. This is going to be my match. I'm winning right now. And I totally bought into Lashley could win the title. Lana comes out and ruins it. And this was so symbolic of Lana just being Lana and ruining everything. But she gets bumped. So does MVP. Claymore, Drew retains, and Lashley leaves with MVP and leaves his wife just sitting there at ringside. This was excellent. Well, this was classic wrestling. Yeah. Fine. It was a a good story. It was a proper time of a buildup. Believable characters. I you did 
Do you notice they didn't skip any parts of the story? No, they did the whole Maybe thing from beginning to end. That's why it worked. That's why it worked because they actually thought thought it through and did every piece of it so it was logical and MVP's so good. He made me care about Bobby Lashley. Wow. If, if this was normal WWE storytelling, we would have had a week where they would have said, oh, this week, uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley signed with uh, MVP. Yeah. We would have got, that's all we would have got. But no, we got to see it develop. We got to see interesting characters. Very well done. Now we go from very well done to, oh my God, what is this garbage? Because outside, the Street Profits of Viking Raiders are fighting in the parking lot. And they're like, oh, we just received word. Oh, there's a fight breaking out outside. Now, you got to say, before this, they told us the title match was next. The tag team title yeah, match okay, was so next. The, right. What the, the order, the three final matches were order were the WWE title match, the Raw tag title match, and then the greatest match of all time. Okay? Those were, mm-hmm. That was the order. So, we're waiting to see a title match between Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Yeah, but they're which fighting. is kind of, they're tied and they're who does what best. Right, so it's time to have the match and have to have a clear winner and see who's the champs, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you, when they left, when we last left, and believe me, this has been a this yeah. is a long slog, but the story when we last last left, they discovered they respected each other and wanted to be the 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 street raiders the, the Viking, or whatever. The Viking prophets. Yeah, either one's so, fine, but yeah. Yeah, they were like so good friends that they were going to be a, a super group. Correct. So they're super friends now. Correct, you would think. They're and Voltron, we just they're Voltron, cut right? to them fighting in a parking lot. So now no. they're fighting and there's the missing piece here because we're like, when did, like how, I thought they were friends. That's exactly what we said when we saw them fighting. So there must have been a reason. There could have been an argument, anything. I told you that was my turkey leg or what, anything, right? Yeah. Okay, so... They're right by Braun Strowman's car because we saw it earlier tonight, and they break his car. Will Braun ever come out? And there's there going to be a callback to this? Ever? No. What? Well, well, I I could tell you because I'm from the future, which means I'm from now. Yes. The, That's why I'm asking happened. you. Nothing happens with this. Why? Is this? this let me run through. Let me run through it real quick. Most yeah. confusing, dumbest. Right. segment that i can remember in wwe force i agree sure there's but here's worse. but here's the thing wwe feels obligated to now on every pay-per-view have a cinematic part they didn't think that the greatest match of all time was cinematic enough because it really was like a regular match mixed with a bunch of like broken down car parts and robot pieces and stuff and like then some like spackle and like a stick of gum or something but they decided this would be the cinematic match, so it would be in the diva spot. So it makes the most sense. The problem is it's not good because, again, you know, again, some people love this. Mm. I didn't like it at all. Um, they fight. There was a, there was a part I did like. Okay, a few parts. Okay, I did Joe, like. you you're so forgiving about stuff. Saying there's a part when we were off off mic earlier. You're like, well, there were two things I liked about Raw. Right, and it's three hours show. show, Joe. You're way forgiving. You're so much more forgiving than me. This is awful. And I don't mind. If if you want to have a cinematic thing on every pay-per-view, I'm actually up for that. You know me. I am Mr. Backstage. I'm Mr. Wacky Stuff. Make it fun. Make it make sense. Even if it goes off the rails and goes into fantasy, 
originate it and just but we're, from Joe from Jump we're we're going into something about oh here's some guys we just saw were best friends now they're fighting uh, no reason yes it didn't make any sense and then when they break Braun's car that never pays like why wouldn't Braun be there and then they could all go whoa and run away from anything okay that's how you set up the fight is they're playing baseball. And they break bronze thing. He chases him away. And they're like, well, you threw it too hard. Well, you you didn't hit the right. ball. Anything. That would be a thing. Uh, the other thing, again, like, here's a double here's a double payoff. Here's how you write TV. So they're fighting their bronze car. Then Braun runs out and he goes, my car. And they all go, yipes. And they all run away. And then behind Braun is Otis, like, ready with the briefcase to smash <laughs> Braun's head in. And then... Braun turns around and Otis is like, hey, just uh, just kidding. And he leaves. <laughs> that's a that's writing. That's how you do jokes. That's how you do the, WWE doesn't know how to do anything, it seems. But they fight backstage, and all of a sudden, there's all this terrible music, like in Money in the Bank, this random music. And that's when I realized, oh my God, we're getting a real cinematic thing. So they use all this is like this is book on the head. They're like, how do we tie this into all their challenges? Let's have them use the props like the golf clubs and the bowling ball from the other challenges. And then we'll just have them dance around with those things and pretend to fight. This was book on the head. Larry, this isn't a match. This is a segment and it's a joke. No bell ever rings. And we're into something that in other cinematic forms in WWE, this would be the match, right? I guess they could have said there was going to be a no holds bar falls count anywhere match. Anything. They could have told us that. Right. They could have got started early outside and that's fine. Anything or a one-upsman challenge and it's no rules or whatever. Any, you could have called this anything and this could have been the match, but instead it's just a joke. So then, okay. So they, they do the bowling ball crotch joke from ECW and then they I do just like I the, explained that to somebody at work. I was trying to explain how bad this was. Yeah. And I said, and he pulls out a, he has a bowling ball instead of a sword. And the guy's like, they didn't actually do the bowling ball crotch thing. I said, yeah, that's how bad yeah. this pay-per-view this was. This is like they 1995 did. or something. And then, so then they break through a glass door and it's like, and then they say, well, guess what? Anything you can do, I can do better. So does not that mean you break the other glass door? Nope. They don't do anything. They just say stuff, and then they don't follow up on it. So then all of a sudden, this turns into, remember some movie fan, Miami Connection? Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. With the motorcycle ninjas? Wow. It turns into that, which Could you that's believe the part that? I liked. I couldn't believe it was real, either the movie or this. But what I could believe was that this is the part I liked, except it was so stupid. But, so all these ninjas show up, and this is, oh, this is where the prophets and Vikings form up to be Voltron. But they but they already said they were going to... No, they said it before, I'm saying, but now they've done it with graphics and, like, uh, lightning bolts But if bolts you're writing this story, this would have been where it makes sense for them finally to, to, to form a, a group and be like, we've got each other's back, we fight ninjas. Here's the problem. They fight the ninjas a little bit. By the way, yes, the main ninja is Akira Tozawa, if I didn't say that. but I'm sorry for him. I know. Me too. The stereotype that they're making him be makes me embarrassed. I know. Um, but then there's a giant ninja there. He's just this tall guy from developmental under a mask. So he's there. 
Guess how they fight him off? How? They, they don't, get on they each don't, other's shoulders. They don't. They don't do anything. Oh, they run away. The biggest threat on there, oh, and they just go. They just walk away from it. Then, oh, by the way, before they run away, Ivar uses the force to grab a turkey leg. So now in canon, Ivar has the force. If he is Bray Wyatt or The Undertaker, I actually wouldn't mind it. But he's Ivar. Why does he have the force? I, you could. Do you know how we go through a movie on Smart Movie Fan and go through every scene and dissect it? If we had time, we could do that to this. And it's everything is horrible. The yes. whole thing is it's all horrible. broken. So then, and when it's they, so long and so yes, stupid. and that's the problem with it. It was it was like plodding almost. But then when they run away from the big ninja and never even fight him, there's a passage of time, and then later that night. I thought this was we cut back live backstage. Tom we told did. us was, that their their match was next. Oh, and, they, oh so they, there they so, are. But how could we have a passage of time and now it's later in the night if this is live? Anyway, whatever. I'm nitpicking, right? No, that's a major thing. No. But anyway, they all go up on a they jump on a truck with no way Jose on it. So he got to be on pay-per-view for a second. And now I forgot to mention that through this whole thing, we're having flashback dream sequences where we see inside the Vikings heads and they remember the props they use and then they try to use them again. But in no cohesive way. Now, guess what? This is. Oh, and he remembers the time that women like Ivar and they don't like Eric. And now female ref shows up to continue the gimmick. And she says, you guys, your match is next. You must you must get ready for your match. But they're like all dead because, I'm sorry, they jumped off the truck into a dumpster. And so she says, you are cute. You not so much. Continue that gimmick. And now all of a sudden they hear the noises like in the Star Wars trash compactor and they hear it. And now look, it's Dianaga and he's there and he's going to eat them. And we cut to break and Tom goes... Well, we just got word there won't be a match. What? I don't even know what. Then what? Did, what would we just what see? We what? There's been so few times in wrestling that I've been stunned by something being so bad. This was so bad. I I couldn't explain it. I don't know what I watched. And if you liked it, <laughs> you're no. You're 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 starved. It's like if when you were a kid, your parents never fed you, right? And then they just gave you a, they give a you sandwich a- made out of cat poop. Yeah, it's something to eat. And no. but they don't love you. No, they don't. They're, and this they're is not a- doing what's best for no, you. They're this not. Was, they're this not- was qual- the quality up there with the money in the bank. Like thinking, like just throw random things. Just two random Star Wars references, like for that don't connect in any way. What? And again, the ninjas, the ninjas with the, with the, the, imagine if you're, Larry, imagine if you're playing a video game and you get to the mini boss and it's this big ninja and then you don't, you just leave the, 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 the level and you never actually beat him. Is that entertaining? No. And you know, this is the thing. The beauty of stuff like this, if it actually worked, was we were seeing it for weeks and weeks. If this really was a plan, 
every time we saw their challenges at the end, they would have cut and there would have been motorcycle gang in the background watching them. Anything, but there was no thought put into this. Each one was thrown together at the last second and they just made them up as they went along. They had one gimmick that they thought through that they thought up on the first day, which was the, the woman's going to come and say that the one's cute. Other than that running gag, there's nothing here. That's, that's that's a terrible gag. Oh, it's really stupid, but it's it's there. If you like this, Or if you like the main event, I feel that we're in a, we're having the relationship that say I have a female friend who has a horrible boyfriend. I know. I'm going to tell you once. Yeah. They're terrible and they don't love you. The, and the but pro- I but the, I'm going to continue to be here for right for you and that's the until thing until you realize that right and then I I'm not going to say I told you so we're going to move on together. That's I'm here for you. They yes. don't love you, and when we you just, realize that. I'll still be here. We just want to help you. But yeah, that's that's it. So yeah, Tom says there's no match. So I don't know what we just watched. But yeah, okay. Extreme Rules pay-per-view on July 19th. Larry, oh my God, no thanks. We're only a month away from yet another pointless. And now this is going to be. That's just it. We're going from backlash to Extreme Rules. Those are like the same thing almost, except one's going to have like. Oh, but Extreme Rules will probably have more disqualifications on the show. Because that's how that works. Tom says this. Oh my God, Larry, this is when I got really scared. He says, We had to enhance, we, we didn't think that the, we here at WWE didn't think that the greatest match of all time would be appreciated with only a few fans here from the Performance Center. So we need thousands of fans. So by the use of special effects and sounds, we will make it seem like we're in an arena. And we also use special camera techniques. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is he setting us up like this? Oh, my God. It's because they're going to try to trick us. Okay. Main event. Now, when when someone does something and they started out by explaining to you about things, I think they knew. They knew how much blowback they were going to get for this. But then they also knew that their dumbest fans would be fooled by this. Do you know how many people on Twitter I saw that are that run wrestling accounts or things with lots of followers that were like, wow, that really was the greatest match. Larry, not in an ironic or joking way or sarcastic way, facetious way, any way like that. They were they were like, wow, they really pulled it off. I'm not kidding. I stay away from social media mostly for this reason. I know. Listen, the problem, the good thing about podcasts is that anybody can make them. The problem with podcasts is that anybody can make them. So <laughs> the same with social media. Anybody can talk about wrestling on there. That doesn't mean you're going to get someone that actually knows what they're talking about. But, you know, again, it's opinions and everybody has them. And they're all something. Main event, the greatest match of all time or something. The greatest match ever. Greatest wrestling match ever. That's what it's called. Orton versus Edge. So Randy Orton comes out. And all of a sudden you hear, you see that there's only like 14 people in the crowd, but you hear, Larry, there are people on Twitter that were like, did they, did they, one guy would say, did they enhance the crowd noise? And then another guy would say, no, the performance center kids were just very excited about the greatest match of ever. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is the stupidity we're dealing with here. Okay. We, but that's not our listeners. I know so. that, but I'm just letting you know the reality of the world. Okay, so it's Randy Orton, he comes out, versus Edge, he comes out. 
so again, we hear all this like cheering, like it's in a, like a, like a stadium or something. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and I'm like, what is going on? And on the Tron stuff starts happening. And the music goes, ladies and gentlemen. And we hear panic at the disco playing and saying, this is the greatest show. Is this a rib? Is this a joke? So is does this, this mean they, in the future they can tell us that they're having a WrestleMania match during like Fast Lane, right? And they just film it like this, and they're right. like, "Look, it's a WrestleMania match." Because no, really? guess what? Because the Madison Square Garden mic comes down in Florida from oh, the ceiling God, from Florida so in dumb. Florida. Larry, why is a Madison Square Garden mic in Florida? I Again, like know. you said, now you can just say anything, and it's like considered real. This is like putting a book on your head and going, look, cosplay. I'm Freddy Krueger. Look, I'm, it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. No, you're just wearing a Some people Freddy say Kruger they're outfit. at Madison Square Garden, yep. too. I know. No, you, you, this isn't a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You're just wearing a Freddy Krueger outfit that you bought at the Halloween store. But look, cosplay. It's real. Okay, I, I'm so confused right now. Now a dead Howard Finkel intros the match because they got just got old voices of him saying Orton versus Edge from the video game or whatever. This, re- this is happening. Then the match starts and there are from underneath Rocky three camera angles. And then, and then by the way, I didn't mention Charles Robinson is the ref and he's dressed up like a 1980s WWF referee. Larry, it looks like the LJN wrestling figures. Larry, is this a joke? This match, I, don't, I can't even stop you at every point. This match is so insulting to what they think wrestling fans are. The fourth, the fourth line here, it says, this whole match is insulting. Okay, so the crowd noises sound ridiculous because it's like, all of a sudden you'll hear like, Orton will do something, you hear, boo, boo. And then, you know what this first 10 minutes is of this? Rest holds the match. Why? But... Here's because why. You know why? Because here's yes, why. Because I do know. they're like, let's plan out a match. Well, you start slow. What is slow? Rest holds are slow. Let you start slow. Then you do all the big moves. Yes, that's what this match is. The whole thing was insulting. Edge does a headbutt, and then they they Orton was bleeding. So they they went, okay, checklist. What do we need? Okay, first we need to tell people that it's the greatest match. Then we need a song that sings that it's the greatest. Then. We should have someone from the past that's considered like the greatest of all time, Howard Finkel. Then, what is the greatest arena of all time, Madison Square Garden? What is the greatest era of all time with the referees? Oh yeah, that that eighties era. What what are the camera angles? What should we use? Oh, Rocky Three. Remember Hulk Hogan? Remember that whole thing with with the, yeah? Let's do let's do those. Yes. Okay. But now, what else can we do? Okay, we could have a serious part like where it's like a, uh, like an action movie. Orton goes over to Edge on the announce table and he says, "I'm gonna effing kill you, mother effer," and they don't bleep it out. He actually says it, but then that's not enough. No, no, no. Orton looks into the ceiling and he starts to do the Three Amigos. Oh, right, because it's the a match against Ray Mister. No, it's a match against Edge. What does this have to do with anything? That confused me, and then it, and then the tap was, and then you start to realize, and they're like, because here's what it is. Then they start doing the arm drags, and Byron goes, "Hey, look, everybody, 
it's like Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair in the NWA that I it wasn't part of this company. F you WWE. Really? You have little Byron, the five-year-old gimmick, go he's supposed to be a little kid, and he's like, look, it is a match that I've never seen. From a different company. But I mentioned names, so this must be the best match ever. Then Byron yells, you know, the metal connector of the turnbuckle. Yeah, you mean the turnbuckle? You don't deserve <laughs> your job, you guys. You don't deserve your job. WWE couldn't even build... Like, what we learned here, we're going to get through so many more problems, but WWE couldn't even build the greatest match of all time, even by cheating. They cheated to make this match, and they couldn't even come close. Well, yeah, but in defense, you can't have the greatest match of all time by cheating. Yeah. Plotting plotting is a good word for the first 20 minutes of this match. How about that? Plotting. Well, um, they had to do that because the greatest match of all time has to be really long. Yes, they had. Okay, check. Let's see. Has to be at least 45 minutes. Check. Okay. Um, oh, Edge hits Orton. Winds up and hits Orton. You know what Samoa Joe yells? Steerike. Like an umpire, except he hit. He didn't miss. Three you, stooges, yeah. Are you... Are you... You meant he struck him. Here's what I wrote. Okay. Here's what. I, yeah, I know. Strike, <sighs> not Steve Reich like an umpire when he missed him. Exactly. Now, I. This is garbage, but I look on Twitter and this is where I see it is split. There are some people saying, "Wow, I can't even believe how insulting this is." And then there's some people that are like. WWE has done it, and we're only, you know, however many minutes in. So people, it was basically like they made up their minds beforehand. Instead of us, who were watching with an open mind and going, okay, what do you got? Show me how good it can be, knowing full well that they have already cheated. We're even going to still give them a chance. But guess what? Excuse me. Here's where I wrote what you just said, Larry. I wrote, I can see how some people like this match. They're starved for real crowds and real wrestling and for things to get back to normal. So then they're like, well, the sounds are right. I kind of like this because it reminds me of when there was wrestling. That's nostalgia. That doesn't mean this is a great match. Sorry. Sorry. Then we get. Well, they think nostalgia. If you ever thought, because my constant complaint is bringing back Goldberg, stupid stuff like this. If you ever thought that WWE is not convinced that they can just use nostalgia to get over with you. Yes, it's coming up right now in the match. Because we get fake this is awesome chants. Think about the the concept of a fake this is awesome chant. Okay, is that not, does that not describe what WWE has become? Fake crowd chanting this is awesome. Yes. Unprettier. And they're like, oh, look, Edge took his best friend's move, the, the unprettier. Ooh. And then and then Orton's like, pedigree. And they're like, that is just like the Triple H used to do. And then rock bottom. Oh, my God. He used the rocks move. Is this a joke? It should be because this seems like what a kid would do if you could, you know, break into the this programming is, of a video game. This and- is an e-fed like YouTube video of, of a match made on WWE 2K20. That's what this is. Or maybe some other game that could actually do it. Cause that game's pretty bad, but 
sharpshooter? Or do you mean, they say, oh, look, the excellence of execution. Or maybe it's the educator. This is pandering. RKO. Oh, here. Okay. So do a bunch of moves. Is this Eugene? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's a child. That's for sure. So, okay. We've had all those check, 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 check. You know what we haven't had yet? The, the kickouts. Here we go. RKO gets a two count. Two spears, two count. Another RKO, two count. Oh, look, it's the greatest match ever because it has all those no cells at the end. Okay. Low blow and a punt to the head, and Orton wins. After 45 minutes, he had to cheat to win. The greatest match. Okay. And then he tells Edge, go home, tell your wife and kids that Uncle Randy said hi, and here's the end of the show. Tom goes, was this the greatest wrestling match of all time? I hate you, WWE. I, I can't think anything other than, is this a joke? And um, I, I There's don't... been a lot of worse pay-per-views than this. Oh my God, yeah. But in a way, in a fashion, this is the most insulting it, I've seen it. WWE treat their insulting. fans. Insulting, yes. As a whole, an entire... I, I can't say enough bad things about this pay-per-view. If it wasn't for Lashley and Drew, that was good match, classic wrestling. Everything was done right there. Yeah. And yeah. the Bailey thing was fine. I like the way that's going. That's just everything else was insulting garbage, and I really mean that. I... I Bait and switch and lies and pandering to what they think you are, not what wrestling really is. No. Not what wrestling. And again, we are smart wrestling fans. We're not saying, oh, he didn't pull him all the way up for that suplex. No. Oh, this isn't the way you deal with, with not the, at all. The, uh, the advertisers and stuff. We're talking about what fans want, what fans are. We know what fans are. You know what fans are. This was treating fans like idiots. Yeah, it really was. I hated it. I and it's a shame this. because if they had never said the greatest match thing, then it would have been a really, probably a really good match. Oh, it's just so stupid. The, the I know it was too late. It was pretty huge. It was, it was too late at that point. There was a lot of crap here. It could have been a bad pay-per-view instead of one of the most insulting in history of wrestling. Yeah. It, Don't let, okay. Wrestling is wonderful when they can fool you. When they can enter, when someone can entertain you into coming to their side, yeah. when, like a, when a magician can do a trick and fool you into believing their magic or believing whatever they're trying to get you into. That's yes. the magic of wrestling. It's not them thinking that they know exactly what you want. They can force feed you and you will clap like a seal. That has been the complaint about Vince for years. And this is the perfect yeah. example of Vince knows best. He knows what you like. And you're going to take it, and you're going to applaud. Yeah. It's just gross. Do you have emails? This, this pay-per-view made me feel gross about being a wreck. I know. No, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. That's a, the worst way to about say it. About watching. It did not make me feel bad, because I am not feeling bad about reading. No. It made me feel bad what WWE thinks I am. It as made a me ashamed to watch WWE. 
Sorry, it's true. Okay, I have one. Hey, yo. Oh, it's Razor. Hmm. Been a while since I've written in, but I wanted your thoughts on something. Since they're really in need of a monster heel right now, I have a quick idea to get Bobby Lashley more heat and close to, and to close the Lana chapter. Bobby, or MVP as his mouthpiece, should finally reveal that he made it that he made it up that her husband was cheating on her and blew up her marriage with ease. Yeah, I thought they were going to do that on Raw. I really did. I, you know, that's a good... I did not think yeah, about I, it. I, I, I thought kind of it. forgotten all about Rusev. Yeah. Not that I don't like him, just that whole bit. She didn't question it at all and just turned against Rusev with the quickness, and he can dump her since she's outlived her usefulness. No, that's great. Yeah. I always thought how dumb and how she that she believed him over Rusev for no reason that it was shown to the audience. So now it kind of pays off. Best yeah. regards, JD. No, that's great. And again, I would love that. Yeah. But I've loved everything about uh, the Bobby Lashley thing going. So Me too. See, that is the magic of wrestling. They have made me, I couldn't care less about Bobby Lashley, Lana. Yeah. That whole thing was silly. And now it's my favorite part. Yep, I agree. That's, that's wrestling, not, yep. oh, look at this move. Look at this shiny thing. I'm going to tell you one thing. It's something else. Anymore. I, can't wait that. I know. Uh, I, I have one. I want to thank all of you for your reviews. Thank you. Since the stay at home orders went to effect and my two to two and a half hour daily commute <laughs> I have has come to a halt, even though it's tough keeping up with your shows. And I often miss a few minutes here and there because I have to listen at bedtime or on a sleep time. Oh. But now more than ever, I need to thank you for doing the hardest job being a wrestling fan. Oh, doing the hardest job a wrestling fan can do, which is watch all the garbage is producing and covering. I say that in particular because after skipping through Backlash after it aired, I have decided to cancel the network. Wow, and he has a picture at the bottom to show that he's not kidding. He canceled it. From the political maneuvering that was deemed to be essential to forcing their superstars to perform to cutting a large swath of their roster to maintain a profit margin, which they didn't didn't even need to do. It nope. wasn't... The, To putting on their worst takeover by far, to demoting Paul Heyman, who was at least an intelligent, intelligent, creative force in the company, short of Bray. And Bray is still—is he still a thing? Yeah. I think I've just about had enough. I started watching Backlash with low expectations. We all did. I skipped around for the first few minutes because they didn't matter. (laughs) Then they really didn't matter. I decided if there was any nothing worth stopping to watch before the main event, and the main event sucked. I had to. It had. Sucked. It had to be done with W. Sucked. I had. Oh, I had to be done with WWE for a while. Yeah. Sure enough, the only thing that I stopped to watch was some of the Viking Raiders versus Street Profit because it was like watching a train wreck. <laughs> so I'm not counting that. And then when the piped in crowd noise hit during the main event, I knew it was over. I watched till the end, and I'm sure I didn't. Wa- I watched until the end, and I'm sure enough it was worthless. I watched until the end. But sure, but sure enough, it was worth it. This is all my fault and not his. I can't even care about NXT anymore. It all just feels pointless because Vince and Brother Love will ruin it. Wow, I thought you said Russo. I almost did. So I, that's how bad this was. (laughs) So I thank all of you because I can't justify spending the time to watch WWE product anymore. But I'm a fan. I haven't stopped paying attention. Even, even if it, even if I was always watching wrestling since 1997. I can't quit wrestling no matter how hard I try. But Smart Wrestling Fan will keep me informed on what stupid poop they're doing weekend and week That's out. That's true, we will. I'm proud to be an extra subscriber. Thank, Thank you. you for your service. I'll be 
turning my attention to Dynamite, Dark, and BTE. And maybe New Japan when it kicks up again. Because I'm not a hipster fan who thinks they can do no wrong, but because I love wrestling and the Astros cares and WWE isn't that. Sincerely, Lunatic Mainstream. You, that hit a lot of good points. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better because I'm drunk. I couldn't even read it as well as it was written. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel. <sighs> He's right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's... Well, canceled the network, Larry. What can you say about that? I... W- I, I told you. I told you when I called you and I was so upset about them canceling yeah. the stip about the co-champions. I know. If we didn't do the show, I would have never watched the rest of this I know. pay-per-view. I know. And then I would have went back, back and scrubbed through it to see how horrible the parts I heard were horrible were. But, yeah. Listen, we'll tell you if something's great and you need to watch it. Take some time off. I know. Something but, else. Or still love wrestling. You just said, you just, you just said still, do something else. And that's the thing. And here's what I did before Raw. I stayed up all night. Now, after Backlash, it was going to be on the Pacific Coast here. It was going to be 3 a.m. when New Japan was going to start here. It's so late. Um, And I said, I don't care. I'm going to stay awake because I want to see their return. And I was so happy with watching it. From the intro, that was so powerful. And so they were like, we thought it would be like this, you know, forever. And it showed all these crowds. And then they're like, until one day, it just wasn't. And then it shows all the empty everywheres and, you know, the COVID stuff. And they're like, and then we had, you know, we had to, we had to work toward this and this. And and they show the, 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 the wrestlers and the fans and everybody working together. And it was the together project. And they say, now it's been 110 days. We know, you know, did you miss us? And we're back. And then they had Tanahashi do a little speech. And they announced the card. And it was called the the New Japan Together uh, special. And we had a little cute little card where you got to see most of the guys come back. Not the guys, of course, that are trapped outside Japan for COVID reasons. Um, But it was all preview matches for the New Japan Cup. And then guess what I did the next night? Um... Right after Raw was over, I stayed up all night again, and I stayed up till three in the morning, and I watched the first night of the New Japan Cup, and I've seen the first tournament, four tournament matches, and I'm so happy. It's so much joy and fun. And did you know, Larry, I know you didn't watch it because you didn't have time, but did you know that I, most of the time, didn't even notice there was no crowd? That's how good it was. That's how- I see that excited the announcers were to be back that's how liger was back and you know he's retired from wrestling but he was still an announcer and oh my god it was just such a treat and i'm not going to spoil any of the tournament because i know you know it was on in the middle of the night so a lot of people have not seen it yet but wow what a nice feeling to have something that comes back that you know that they care about you they care about the booking, they care about the stories, they care about the in-ring, the product, they care about the safety, they care about just everything. There were no fans in that arena. And they will, by July, their plan is to bring back the arena at a third capacity, if allowed by law. So they'll be able to put people like every six feet in the seats, like spread them out and, and require them to wear masks. And you know what? That'll be fine. But even for now... Wow, what a great, fun, fun two shows. 
So highly recommend it to people. Um, so if you're uh, New Japan, you know, uh, world subscription lapsed or whatever during the COVID or whatever, or if you've been a supporter through them and even were paying them for when they weren't putting on wrestling matches, good for you. But now is the time to start watching again because, again, this it's like the perfect time. WWE, it's like they couldn't have timed it perfectly. WWE's like, here's the greatest match of all time. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And yeah. New Japan's like, we're back. Let's be together and, and you know, just be... Just put on the best show we can. What a stark difference. New Japan never makes me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Ever. So, there you go. But are you ready for Raw? Because I just want yeah, to yeah, get this. Because, yeah. I need to be done talking about wrestling this week. Yeah. By the way, Charlotte totally listened to the show and she said, okay, guys, you're right. I am on too many shows. And she was only on one this week. So she didn't interfere on the pay-per-view and she was only on Raw, the show where she belongs because she doesn't have an NXT title anymore. So guess what? Congratulations. I'm sure this coming week, she's probably going to be on all three shows. So. Hey, did I just whatever. curse it? Good for her. I know. Remember, remember the Charlotte rule. We will only review one Charlotte show per week, excluding pay-per-views. Because, of course, anyone could be on a Raw or SmackDown NXT and then be on a pay-per-view. That's fine. But if, Raw, if say, Charlotte is on NXT, then that counts as her appearance. And we review that. But then if she's also on SmackDown, nope. We're going to review something else. And then if she's also on Raw, wow. Then, then it really sucks. If she's on all three, yeesh. So, Raw last night taped... Um, edition. They taped it earlier in the day. Um, oh my God, Larry, there's real fans. There's real fans back in Florida. They don't care in Florida. So there's real well, people wow. there. Real fans back to watch wrestling. Wonder how much wrestling they'll get to watch tonight. Almost none. Um, they were going to watch a lot of talking and there's like little kids in the crowd and like an old guy, two old guys. <laughs> this is weird to see them mixed in with the performance center kids. Also, um, we've said for months, WWE has never, ever, ever tested for COVID. They've done the temperature thing. Did you know that yesterday was the first time ever that they administered real tests? Because they started bringing in old people and kids. What are they going to do with these tests? Same well, thing they used to do with the drug tests. Nothing. Ignore them. Well, yeah, because they, they one person had it, the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, real <laughs> tonight, it's oh my god! How is this real tonight? It's our truth and Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley and MVP. How did that happen? Well, uh, well, let's find out. They'll never say. And it's a rematch: Oscar versus Nia Jax because we had a double count on at the pay per view. So now they're going to finally see who wins the title here in a rematch. Okay. Well, I'm sure this will end it. Then. They do the, will oh, Dominic accepts Seth Rollins' invitation tonight on Raw. Okay. It's not a match, but... Right. Tom says that Edge suffered a torn tricep, which we knew, and then they show a picture of it ripped open for the surgery. Why are you so gross, WWE? Why would you put that on TV? No, no warning. No, this is going to be graphic. They just put it on the screen. People are eating during Raw. Don't be dumb. Randy Orton comes out. Oh, my God. Now here's where we get the gross 
if WWE theory with Vince, if you say it enough, it becomes fact. Because Orton comes out and he goes, well, I won the greatest wrestling match ever. So that makes me the greatest wrestler ever. They're going to go with this. Wow. Orton says, I tore Edge's tricep and I knew exactly when I did it and I kept hurting him anyway. And Edge got surgery and he's going to be cleared in July, which is next month. So that's weird. But Orton goes, 2029? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Whatever. Who wrote wrote this? Christian comes out and he curses out Orton. And Orton says, you know, I know you're not medically cleared. So how about tonight we do Orton versus Christian unsanctioned? And by the way, the offer expires tonight. You just said the match is tonight. Yeah. He said, how about we wrestle tonight? And the offer expires tonight. How else would you wrestle tonight? What? There's a couple of different things tonight that, that are like that. <coughs> That's so dumb. Keep, there's more of them. Yeah. Backstage, Charlie talks about what happened a second ago. And she seems, again, like a dumb little kid. She's like, wow, not medically cleared by the end of the night. We just heard that. Please don't talk about what just happened. And now she's smitten by Angel Garza again. And she's like, did you cost Andrade that United States title on purpose? And they deflect and say, well, it's Garza versus Owens tonight again. And Andrade comes in to wish Angel good luck and he slights him. So they don't, they can't get along. That's the story. And Charlie's like, I will date you. I will date you on screen. Why is she being so, again, she could say, you could have my number and call me at home. No, she's saying like, let's do this during work hours. What is her character? It's the only time they ever see each other. No, none of these people ever see each I other. Guess. So even married people in this show never see each other. I guess. Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza. Andrade comes out. Oh, by the way, for some reason tonight, it's Liv Morgan and Natalia against the Iconics. What is that? Yeah, that's out of nowhere. It's not for like contender or anything, yeah. but whatever. Andrade distraction, stunner, Owens wins. So that's it. Vegas had enough. She screams at her idiot, idiot guys and she says, look, you need to get along. Stop it. That's it. At least it was like a three-minute match. That's longer than we're going to get for most stuff tonight. Oh, my God. You're right. Uh, backstage, MVP promises Lashley that no more bullcrap is going to happen in the future. No more Lana interference or any of that stuff. And Sarah Schreiber's there, and she's a cartoon character. She's like, what are the words from you there, MVP? What do you say? And MVP says, Lashley was cheated last night. That wasn't fair. He was going to win. And then Lana came out. That's not right. So Lashley and MVP come out to the ring. And MVP is furious and says, it's all Lana's fault that Lashley lost. Oh, wait, he's right. Uh-oh, MVP says some really bad stuff here. He says she was explicitly told not to bring her behind to the ring. Yikes. So Lana comes out. And every time I hear that music, why do I think of Homer Simpson? She comes out and it's like, do, 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 do. It's so bad. She says, I was a good wife. I dyed my hair brown for you. Oh, she struggles so much to think. Did not she have things told to her to say? Yeah, I guess. I gave up my career. I stood beside, I dyed my hair. What? Why did he? She did that for a movie with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, MVP calls her that prostitute over there. <laughs> Whoa. You, he said it. Then Lashley says, Hey, Lana, when's the last time you actually wrestled? 
and like won anything besides likes on social media? And why don't you stop bringing our personal lives into everything? You just use me to make you famous. And she's like, if I wanted to do that, I would have picked somebody way more famous than you, which was funny. And guess what? Lashley wants a divorce. Yeah, it's well, happening. Okay. Hey, it's still, the story is still going. It yeah. makes sense. I'm good. But you would think this would be the end of it. There are 29 more Lashley segments tonight. Uh, because there's 106 segments, period. Did they forget to book matches tonight? Backstage interview with Vikings and Prophets. Sarah comes in and she's an idiot again. She's like, do you have an end plan to break this tie? Yeah, they did. It was called a match and it was supposed to be on the pay-per-view. Ninjas come in. And Akira Sazawa wants a sequel to the Ninja Motorcycle fight. They never even finished the first part. Yeah, and again, they act like there was no match scheduled at the pay-per-view. Yes, there was. He wants a sequel tonight. He wants to fight them tonight, he says, right? Remember that. Yeah. That's important. And then Akira calls in the giant ninja, and he cackles like an Asian villain stereotype. It's not good. No. Then they, okay, so they want him to fight tonight. Ford says, I have an idea. Okay. Got it. Now, the Street Vikings or the Viking Prophets, whatever, whatever they're called, street, street Raiders, come out and they dance with the crowd, Larry. Why is the plexiglass there? They go in the crowd and high-five everyone. Why do you need the plexiglass then? Do they so not is- understand that when you take a COVID test, you can come up negative? Then you could still be a carrier of COVID and touch someone and get them very, very sick. Breathe on them and get them very, very sick. They won't show symptoms for maybe up to a week or two. Why? Like, it is not February. It is June. It is the middle of June. It is almost July. My point is, how do people not by now understand how this works? I don't think people care anymore, Joe. Well, then they're all going to die. Well, then they're all going to die. Okay. So what was so what was the plan here? Well, I'll tell you. Because like I said, high fives for everyone. But now, okay, so they go to have a match. Already in the ring ninjas, right? And Tom is like, What is this that I am seeing with these ninjas? They backstage they said there was gonna they challenge him to a match. What? So his so when he said he had a plan, his plan was to <coughs> have the match that they asked for. I don't No. No, that's not the plan. What is, well, okay, go on, because it can't be what happens. Yes, it is. Okay. There's a match. They squash the ninjas in 30 seconds. Then Big Ninja comes in. And this was the plan. To neutralize Big Ninja, the Viking Prophets have the big show. But he would have already had to be visiting in Florida for this to work. And also... Like they saw him backstage and then went and talked to him. No, I don't think there was any plan. No, the plan the, later in the show, they say that thanks. Thanks for helping us. That was the, the to beat the big ninja. Yeah. They, yeah. Thanks for helping us. I think that he just came out to me. It did not look like that was okay. Whatever. We can oh, agree okay. to this. Well, I, they, guess what? I just, I, it was the whole thing's ridiculous. And then you want a match. No, you can't have a match. And then they have a match. They beat up the small ninjas and the big ninja just leaves. So that was nothing. 
By the so way, is that yes. the gimmick? The big ninja just leaves. Well, before it was the other guys just leave. So I don't know. Backstage, Charlie interviews Seth Rollins because remember she has a quota to meet. So um, nobody has seen. Nobody can stop Mr. Domino. Nobody has seen Dominic. But Ro- Larry Rollins can sense his presence. Well, the force that's going around everywhere. Yes, but do you understand that this is what Seth Rollins thinks this gimmick is? That he's Darth Vader? He's wearing the one black glove. He thinks that that's a robot hand underneath that glove. And he thinks that this makes him a Sith. Because later in the show, he sure acts like him again. He's playing this like some kind of weird Sith character. That has nothing to do with the whole Jesus thing. Well, it, it's all junk. It's all complete I know. total junk. So backstage Christian's on the phone and the phone call is completely irrelevant. He's not talking to Beth. He's not. I don't know what he's doing, but he's on the yeah, phone. You don't know who he's talking to. But then Tom, oh my God, liar Tom. Christian is not medically cleared because of his medical history. That's what that means. Department of Redundancy Department. So he's saying the medical, he's not medically clear because of medical issues. Wow. Seth Rollins comes out. Tom says, this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Tom says, Dominic Mysterio is going to be here tonight. Doesn't that sound yeah. weird? Yeah, I, I, I was, I guess. That's weird. Go with this, but. Dominic Mysterio. Like where you think Did that's Ray's real last that name. When he was being no, 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 no. This is the first time I think they've ever said that. It sounds wrong. But again, is that his wrestling name? And that's why they're saying it. I guess it could be. I hope. Rollins says Ray's a hero, but Ray's a coward. And he declined my invitation. But Dominic's on his way here now. I can feel it. Then Ray's on the Tron from his house. And he says, oh my God, this is so stupid. Larry, didn't Ray watch the beginning of Raw? Because they said Dominic's going to be on Raw tonight. Like an hour yeah, well, ago. He didn't know until it was too okay, late. Because, yes, that's what I was going to say. Ray says, I did not know that my son Dominic was going to Raw until it was too late. And Rollins says, says, how about Ray, how about you join me in the dark side? And Ray goes, I'll never join you. I watch Star Wars 2. And then Rollins wants to recruit Dominic. Or sacrifice Dominic. And Ray says, if you touch my son, Dominic Mysterio, I will end you. And then Rollins kneels down. Okay, the, everything about this was wrong. He kneels down and tells Ray, you know, whatever, take that lightsaber and strike me down with all your hatred and all that. You might as well have said that. But Dominic shows up in the arena and jumps Rollins from behind and like beats the beats him up. And then Rollins gets away. Theory and Murphy come in. Dominic sidesteps them and runs away. Remember when he was in Lucha Underground and we said what a big punk he looks like? Mm-hmm. As Captain Holt would say, punk. But yes, this to me was just, how is that a face thing? This was complete heel. Yeah, and isn't this thing, he's a big guy, but he just like runs and hits and runs away. That's like something somebody would do right before they got arrested. <laughs> This is bad. But we, this is not a we, good look for him. We know this is going to be terrible. I know. Just terrible. Like, he's had the last five years to train to wrestle. How does he not know how to wrestle yet? Well, okay. Not everybody 
can be a wrestler. But he's that's his. He says that's what he wants to do with his life. We'll see. Oh, Dominic bless. Mysterio, right? Uh, uh, Larry, are you happy Tom about that? Nick Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. Backstage, MVP talks to Lashley again. Our truth comes in. He says he wants to give his condominiums to Lashley. And they're like, do you mean condolences? And he's like, no, I'd never mean that. What? Truth says, I heard about backlash last night and what happened. Truth just said he doesn't watch the show. <laughs> Truth Go just on. said he doesn't watch it, the show. Lashley <laughs> challenges him now. He's like, well, what? Do you want to fight now? And Truth's like, yipes. And he runs away. And then there's going to be a break. And then we have more of that. So Bray Wyatt returns to SmackDown, they say, this week, and Miz TV with, oh my God, how is this real? Precious Peach Mandy Rose. That's what it said. It didn't say Otis's Peach or anything like that. I mean, that would have been worse, probably. Like, she's a thing. But Precious Peach Mandy Rose. There's so many things coming up in WWE I'm not looking forward to. Me too. MVP and lastly, Truth. Uh, they go truth hunting here. See, this was hilarious because they missed such a good spot. Was when our truth first ran away, Lashley or our MVP yells, "You can run, but you can't hide." If our truth were yelled, "No, I'm going to hide too," that would have been great. Oh, that's way better. But instead, uh, it's nothing. Oh no, I'm going to hide too. But they find him. They find Truth. He's under a wrestling ring, and I guess he's fake fighting a ninja. He's like, "How are the ninjas under when, here?" Yeah, did he know about that? Because later on, I don't care. I don't know, but Drew comes in, okay? This is the weirdest part. So Drew says, don't listen to MVP. He's just false promises. I don't even know why you're with him, Lashley. I know why, because he's actually helping his career. Um, And and MVP says that. What are you, stupid? I just got him a title shot. But MVP says, title shots, speaking of those, how about tonight in our tag team match, you put both of those titles on the line, 24-7 and WWE title, on the line in a tag team match. And for some reason, R-Truth thinks this is a good idea and accepts I'm, the thing. For, it's R-Truth. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but okay. That's okay. Mm. He just put the WWE title on the line. Okay. No general managers. Again, do we have, yeah, we have the Wild West. Ticker. Now it's, okay, now it's Liv and Natalia for some reason against the Iconics. Uh-huh. They, so Liv, okay, so the match is Liv loses. So Liv loses for the team, and then the Iconics cut a promo. This, Larry, this is circular brother love logic in its, this is, this is a great example of how he writes or how he thinks. If he can't figure out, and how there, you can tell there's a broken chain of communication here where one guy writes one thing, and then he goes, well, that doesn't make any sense. Make it loop around to this segment over here and have him on. Do Just have him on. We're having a timing problem. And he goes, just have him on twice. What? Okay. So let me, let me, let me explain this and see if people can understand this. So the Iconics cut a promo and call out the champs. They say, Bailey and Sasha, you're the champs now. So you're on all the shows, which isn't necessarily true. So come on out, and we want to have a match with you for the titles tonight. But no champs come out. And the Iconics say, well, that's okay. I guess you're not here. We know somebody who knows somebody that can book a match 
And we will have our title match next week on Raw, since you're not here tonight. Yep. Remember, that, okay. remember that. So they know somebody who knows somebody, and that somebody is already guaranteed that I'm a title shot. Then okay. why were they calling out? I don't know. Were they getting two? Was, then, were they trying to trick them into getting two shots in case tonight know. didn't go well? This was awful. Backstage, Big Show gives Christian advice, and he calls him by his real name. So, ooh, that must be real. Oh, here we go. Here it is. The Acting Chops of the Year award goes to Natalia. Natalia's supposed to be mad at Liv Morgan, and she can't even pull this segment off. Oh, it's, it is some floundering here it is. acting. So all Liv did was lose, which Natalia does all the time. Okay? So Natalia goes, you... It's like you don't even care. You are a rookie. You're so young. I am a veteran. You, I cannot even think of how mad I am at you. Do you not understand? I just, I mean, you know, can't even believe it. I, you do not respect me. In fact, no one respects me. I am not respected. Am I turning heel? I don't know. By the way, at this point, Liv is gone. And yeah, Lana comes in. she's talking to herself. Yeah, and Lana comes in and she goes, she does the classic sitcom thing. So they've, they've already had the, the so that you think there's a chance, dumb and dumber. Now they do the, uh, the. You think you've got it bad. You think you've got it bad. The Flintstones thing. So they add that in. So now, boy, oh boy, Natalia and Lana, this will never be anything. But I I'll, honestly, because I know wrestling is going to suck for a while. I want this just, it's just a train wreck. These two talking was a train wreck. <clears throat> so, yeah, way, I'll take it. By the way, mm-hmm. when Lana walks in, nothing like that used to be my ex or that that was my, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know how like, bad she was or anything. You nothing. got a bad. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Christian is just pacing on the ramp with the crowd wooing and applauding. What? Charlie comes out to interview him on the ramp and Christian goes, remember that thing I did on SmackDown where I went, Randy, one more match, one more match. Well, guess what? I accept your one more match. Remember that gimmick? Mm-hmm. Backstage MVP tells Apollo Crews, this is great. He says, hey, Apollo, there's a difference between being a fighting champion and a smart champion. Okay. Tonight, it's you have to have a match. You have a match with Shelton Benjamin. But... You shouldn't be just taking anybody on in any match. He says, I can navigate your career. And Cruz goes, no thanks. So MVP grabs the U.S. title from him and he says, you know what? The only way you keep this title is with me at your side. I love MVP. This was really good. And did MVP just get so close to Apollo Cruz that now I'm interested in Apollo Cruz as U.S. champion? Especially after what happens after, yep. during the match. Yeah. Backstage, Ric Flair is there for some reason. I don't what? Excuse me. He asks Charlotte, what's next? And Charlotte's like, wait, this is my only appearance on wrestling all week? What is happening? But Rick Charlotte goes, what? I do not know which title to focus on. And Ric Flair goes, oh, you've already been multiple time women's champion. So whatever. You should think of something new to do. And she goes, oh my God, this is the worst. She goes, I do what I... She's Cartman and... And run on sentence and bad timing. She goes, 
I do what I want. Woo, that's the answer. <laughs> She's so horrible. Yeah, but boy, this is just uh, what's coming up, I'm afraid of. I know. AJ Styles. Um, <clears throat> Apollo Crews versus Shel- Shelton Benjamin. Larry, it's not for the title. What happened to Open Challenge and Every Week and Fighting Champion? I don't know, because you should assume it's for the title tonight. What? But if it's not, then then who cares if who wins? What? So Apollo Crews versus Shelton Benjamin. Tom says, oh, liar Tom gets caught in a lie. He says, earlier today, Shelton Benjamin had this to say. In the box, Shelton talks about what happened a minute ago with MVP. Yeah, earlier today. How could that be? Apollo Crews cheats. I would say we have four or five time displacement problems with tonight's Yeah, it's not good. That's kind of bad. But here's weirder. Apollo Crews thinks he needs to cheat to win, and he uses the ropes to win the match in a non-title match against Shelton Benjamin. But he he can rationalize that he was just because Shelton tried to cheat first. Right, but that's the slippery slope that makes you a heel. Right. Backstage, our truth exists. The ninjas come in with a referee. He does, a, but but we never saw the ref ninjas under the ring. So is this what? Did he read the script? So so truth does the crane technique, and he thinks that scared the ninjas away. But really, it's just Drew behind him. And Drew says, "What did you do? Putting both of our titles online, we could lose everything." And then we go to break. Backstage interview with Asuka. She says she's going to finish this chapter with Nijax tonight. Good. Truth. She's not, though. Truth and Drew, they have a rematch at Extreme Rules. I have the run sheet. It's not, <laughs> not good. Um, it's Extreme Rules match. Oh, God. Um, she says, oh, oh, Truth and Drew are still together backstage. And Truth says, okay, I went to the anonymous general manager whoever that doesn't exist and i fixed it so now the only title on the line is the wwe title just like you wanted okay here's the here's this gobbledygooker part though because that part's funny that part's truth is confused so he he picked the wrong title right yeah here's drew here's drew let me get this straight you mean that now all you have to do is get pinned and then i lose my title no one ever said that. But that's the rule. And Drew just says it like, don't tell me your name is the gobbledygooker. Whatever. We know the See, title's not pro- changing hands, so it doesn't even matter. But just please. It's all, it's all. Larry, right. it's, blo- it's, all- it's blood oranges. But the thing that got me was this was a really good moment to have Truth make some speech about he knows that everybody thinks he's. He's a he's a fool, and he right, knows that. But he every, did it, and, and he tries his best. And yeah, he doesn't understand everything that's going on. But he's been here for thirty-seven years, or yeah. whatever he's been in. Yes. And how hardy! This could have been a great character moment for our truth, and it's just kind of breezed by. Kind of, I wish I, I wish I could have wrote that just for them. Or I know anyone could have written something for him right there. And then Drew's like, "Let me get this straight. I have to say the line you forgot to say." Yep, good job. Backstage, Vikings and Prophets can't figure out how to settle it. Big Show comes in, <sighs> and been... he's a big idiot and goes, why not have a wrestling match, you dummies? And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about wrestling. Well, 
That happens. That's what they were supposed to have at the pay-per-view. Wow. Why are there 25 Lashley segments, seven Big Show segments, 18 R-Truth segments, five Drew McIntyre segments? I know. And almost zero in ring tonight. Because we had 20 minutes of wrestling ignoring commercials. Less than three hours. 20 minutes of wrestling ignoring commercials. That's not Ooh, WWE and only title two match. of the matches went through commercials. So right. even if you count commercials as wrestling time, still not that much. Yeah, WWE title match: MVP and Lashley versus Truth and Drew. Tom here tells us how Drew feels. Tells us what Drew thinks. I hate Tom. How about say this? Drew's got to be feeling hurt. Drew's got. That's how you sell. You don't say that he feels like our truth is getting in his way and costing him. No, how would you know that? Well, that's week one of commentator class. Oh, right. And he's, he's new, that so that's fine. New. He's new. Claymore and MVP. Then Drew, okay. Claymore and MVP while Lashley's like stunned on the floor. Drew cares so much about his WWE title. He lets Truth tag in, horse around, and then get the pin. And throws yeah. him off the top rope like a child. I could have, if there had been that, if there would have been that R-Truth speech, you could have forgave that. Right. But no, this was just, let's goof around. And then he dances with, with Truth. And Tom says, he tries to explain away why Drew would even put that risk on. And he goes, that is how devastating the Claymore is. So he thought it was okay. No, that you just made that up. How do you know? Liar Tom, please go away forever. I hate you. Backstage, Ric Flair talks to Christian. And he says, Randy Orton's going to kill you. Why was... What was Flair trying to do if the Andy does something else? I don't know, but did Orton not want the match? I don't know. Sasha and Bailey come out. Wait, earlier they weren't here. What? Bailey goes, well, if you didn't see Backlash, again, the default assumption is that you didn't watch the wrestling. Wow. Bailey says it's her birthday. Sasha can't speak. And the Iconics come out, and I like Sasha, but oh my God. Iconics come out. Larry, this is, what are we doing? Am I dreaming? Is this a fever dream? They say, we want an answer to our challenge. The challenge was to have a match tonight. And they said, since Bailey and Sasha aren't here, we'll have it next week. Brother Love is the laziest sack of crap ever. Things are time displaced because of sloppy writing and editing. It's just... The Iconics remind us that Bailey and Sasha cried at WrestleMania and rolled around on the floor. Remember how they lied after that and they buried that and said Sasha was like, that never happened? It did. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. well there, but there was. if you're going to go with that, there was no need to bring it up here. You're, you're going to have the match. Just do it. I know. But the fact is, remember that when we pretended that didn't happen and said that dirt sheets are evil and could never get anything right? Mm, no, it happened. Attack on Sasha and Bailey, and then... Uh, accepts the match. So the match is next week. This is 1990s bad with this like circles to get to a match. Oh, 1990s. Brother Love got it. Nia Jax out and Nia Jax Nia Nia Jax in a box says words. She says she wants to dance. Nia, 
Naya, you can dance at home. Do you want to go home? Should we go home? Are you ready to go home? You can't hurt anybody at home. Do you want to, are you ready? Ready to go? I'm treating her like she's three. Women's title match. Nia Jax versus Asuka. Somehow this isn't even the main event. It's a well, dumb thank match. thank God this is the end, though. Yeah. It's a dumb match. Nia shoves the ref. And he starts to call. It's uh, John Cone. He starts to call for the bell. Because that's a disqualification. She, like, he- heavily shoved that ref. Just slammed oh, him yeah. down. But then... Oscar quickly rolls up Naya in the in the yelling part here with the referee and Naya arguing, and the ref goes, "Fine, one, two, three, and counts real fast." Wow, that won't stand because they have a rematch. Extreme. This is horrible. so. You're telling me Extreme Rules, even though we just had a, a pay per view called Backlash, which is the the continuing of, uh, but now we have Extreme Rules is really the backlash of yes. Of, Revenge, or what's the other one called? Revenge. What is the other paper you call? Vengeance. Called? Vengeance. Yes. So it's all what? What does it ever end? No. No. It doesn't. This is awful. But anyway, yeah, that's that's wow. Feud continues. Hot. Backstage, Charlie asks Orton really dumb stuff, and Orton says, "Christian, let me let me break it down, Charlie. Christian is a legend, right?" She's like, yeah, so I can kill him because I'm a legend killer and stuff. That's what, wow. See, she should have had chalkboard and she could have wrote legend. Then on the other side, legend killer. And then counted to two on her fingers. If Sasha and Bailey, okay, so it's official. If Sasha and Bailey can retain against two jobbers on NXT, then they'll have a title match with the Iconics next week on Raw. And if the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits can remember to go to the ring, they're going to be a tag title match there. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. All right, then. Keep in mind, less than 20 minutes of wrestling on this show. Yes. But at least the main event will be a long match, Larry. Unsanctioned match, Christian versus Orton. They have allotted a total of Four minutes for this match. Ric Flair comes out. They wasted time with his entrance. They have allotted a total of three minutes for this match. Which is about average for every match. Okay, match times. 3.30, one minute. 2.32, six minutes, three minutes. That's it. I thought the Ninja's match was like 30 seconds. Uh, what was the ninja man? Ninja was a minute. It was a minute. Oh, a minute. Okay. Flair tries to stop the match from happening. He says, don't do it, Christian. You're going to end your career, even though we thought it was over already. Don't do it. You're going to get hurt. But the ma- they ring the bell anyway. And then as soon as they ring the bell, Ric Flair, low blow to Christian. Did you just say as soon as they ring the bell? As soon as they ring the bell. Then Ric Flair low blows Christian. But it's unsanctioned. Which they didn't say. That not only does, doesn't mean if you're not, counting a pen, right? Not only doesn't mean that it's not part of WWE, but also apparently this is an Extreme Rules match too. No one says so, that. Rick Flair low blow. Then again, they have allotted a total of two minutes for this match. A terrible looking punt that was like a, a like. Could they not redo that? That was really, really bad. He didn't even connect 
to Christian's head. One, two, three, Orton wins, and they have allotted a total of one minute for the match. And Byron asks, here's what he asks, ready? What just happened? Why is he confused by everything every week and have to ask what just happened? Every week. Orton screams at Christian and says, I didn't want to do this. This was you. EMTs come out, stretch your Christian away. As Orton says, I didn't want to do this. And he's speaking for us fans. We didn't want to watch this raw. So I didn't want to do this. I had three hours of way better things to do anywhere else. So again, because so many storyline errors, time things that didn't make sense. Yeah. Why did Flair try to talk Christian out of this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. This role was hideous. 85 talking segments, and we're back in the 90s again. So, congratulations. This was some bad wrestling writing. Okay. Trying to be calm, be happy. Okay, can we rate these things so we can get done with wrestling? Yes. Um, Amy has uh, AEW, NXT, and then different than me, because I also have AEW, NXT, but she has SmackDown, then Raw. I'm sorry, she has Raw, then SmackDown. I have SmackDown, then Raw. So oh, We're all different. Okay, what do you got? I have NXT, AEW, SmackDown Raw. Excellent. So we're all different. I, NXT, I, there was nothing wrong with AEW, but NXT is getting a couple of things I'm interested in. And the fact that they've pulled that Cruiserweight tournament out and made it something important is pretty darn impressive. That mask segment was perfectly done. Yeah. So, yeah. It was kind of easy this week. Yeah. Okay. And then the pay-per-view was ranked 10th or Well, 11th. yeah. It would have been in the dumpster. But can Charlotte help herself? And I, listen, don't write me and say, it's not her fault. She gets, but I understand that. I'm just hanging as a character. I'm, I'm, you know, <coughs> I'm not, if we did a podcast on The Walking Dead, I'm not going to constantly say, will the writers write Rick to do this thing? Or I'm no, I'm going to ask, is Rick going to make the right decision and do this? That's just, you know, I'm not, please, we have an understanding here, right? We have an understanding. Please don't write me about how great Charlotte is and all this other stuff and how it's not her fault. Okay? I'm never saying it's her fault as far as the oversaturation goes. She's booked, she's booked. But our Charlotte rule, we made up. We made martial law. Mar-Charlotte law. I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, she's only allowed on one show per week. Plus a pay-per-view. So... Will she break the rule this week? Okay, now here's the part after the rankings. We have to predict whether Charlotte will break the rule. Because this week, Larry, she was only on, not only only on one show, she only had one match. She had no matches. I think she'll be on one show exactly. Is, do you think it's SmackDown? I do. Okay. I do. I think she's, oh, I hate to say it. I think she's going to be on all three. Hey, it could, who knows? She's going to wreck our review then. Oh, well. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. Now, how many parking lot bits and how many dumpsters will be in this week's wrestling? All of them. All of them. Everyone will have a parking lot and a dumpster. Yes. Uh, no. So many dumpsters. Remember, Archer, didn't our truth hide in a dumpster two weeks ago? I'm sure he did. Oh, he was rooting around in one. That was it. 
Okay, anything else about wrestling or are we done with it? No, we are done. Yay. Yeah, I'm glad to be done. So I'm going to go watch something better than wrestling right now. So that'll be fun. I can't say what it is, though, because it's a surprise. But it's horrible. (laughs) But in a good way. Yeah, not in like the pay-per-view way. No, no, no. So, okay. Um, I believe that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon and um, become a patron. Get the smart movie fans and all that other stuff and help us get more retro. I'm interested in going back in time and seeing what wrestling used to be, even though it's probably sucky too. But anyway, that's that. Uh, Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Until next time. Bye, everybody.